Scotty, we're getting some color. What a maneuver! He's getting some color there! <laughs> we're here for episode three of our wrestling podcast, Getting Some Color. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Zach. And uh, we have a special here, guys. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things that happened during uh, the two weeks that we weren't here talking about. We have the Wednesday Night Wars. We have NWA Power, because there's three R's. Uh, and then we have Hell in a Cell. That's right. And SmackDown on Fox. Uh, so there's a, it's a good time to be in wrestling because of all of the, <laughs> the wrestling that's happening. Thank you, <clears throat> WWE, for putting out a shitty product to the point where we're getting all of these products coming out of the woodworks now. Hey, we're also going to do a draft. That too. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's also in the title. I wrote Fantasy Mock Draft uh, because this Friday, I believe, they are start, yeah. starting the draft. Yeah, I heard it was this Friday. Mm-hmm. So I, we'll discuss the rules really quickly in our draft. Uh, we're going to have 20 picks plus four NXT call-ups. So, uh, Zach, you're not looking at the stream at the moment, but every four picks we do a NXT call-up, and I have that on the list. Okay. Uh, another thing I want to bring up, are we... When we do a pick, are we doing tag teams? Like, let's say, uh, what's a fucking tag team in WWE? They don't even... Uh, the Revival. The Revival, there you go. Like, we can pick the Revival, or do we have to pick solo people? We agreed that uh, tag teams would, each guy would count as a pick. Like, okay. so, Dosh, Dash and Dawson would each be, like, one and two in that case. Cool. So uh, th that's the rules, pretty much. It uh, should be fun. Uh, maybe add a little... Uh, I know this is kind of be, like, out of nowhere, but if you have any plans for the person that you think would, would happen, if you don't have anything that you want to plan with this person that you draft, then just say, I just want him because, you know, it's fucking Brock Lesnar. I kind of got plans drawn up for most people. Mm -hmm. the, the way the, I actually thought about this a lot more than I guess what I should have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah. Okay. But before we get into that, let's talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, me and you watched AEW Dynamite pretty much live because we were chat yep. we were chatting with each other on Facebook. And, and then I, I caught like the first thirty minutes after I missed it because I was busy. I was doing something else at the house. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I was, like, telling you, that uh, Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara, I think his name is. Guevara. Guevara, Guevara. Let's talk Let's talk with Guevara. Um, what do you think about his character? Because I get mixed signals, like, he's a heel, but he has a panda thing on his head, and he sticks his tongue out. I don't... <laughs> when he came out with that panda thing, I was like, what is... What the hell? And then, like, in the match, I think as the match was going, I think he was just, like, a, a cocky young kid kind of deal. But then, you know, there was that spot in the match where Cody was going for a dive, and he grabbed Brandy and got her in the way. He used her as a shield. Mm -hmm. And he, he wiped her out. <laughs> and then it was, like, by the time the match was over, it was, like, you know, that was one of my nitpicks about the whole show is this spot here where it's, like, after Cody beats him, it was a competitive match designed to get Sammy over. 
Mm-hmm. And they, he shook his hand. And I was like, that motherfucker touched your wife. Why would you shake his hand? The, <laughs> o- the, the only thing I could think of, and this is bad for like a show and tell to like, new people, but if you yeah. follow Cody in the indie uh, thing, he does have... He was a heel at certain points of New Japan, so I guess he thought it was like a strategy, and it it almost worked, and like he kind of respected it in a way. I I appreciate your strategy. I I nearly killed my wife. Yeah, I see how <laughs> I see how stupid it is, but like that's that, that's the thing with AEW that is worrying a little bit, where they want to become a sport, but they also want to do these like hokey wrestling things where like <laughs> uh you know we're superheroes and all that crap and weird uh other shit that happens like if you want to be it's... realistic then you have to be realistic like cody should be mad that his wife got fucking injured i mean yeah i mean I'll, besides I'll, i i get it. i know brandy's an active wrestler now and she, she's training and stuff so theoretically she should be tougher than a referee mm-hmm but like you know, a two hundred and thirty-ish pound man just like dive bombed her. <laughs> so like she should just be wiped out. And uh, but and yeah, I know that they want to. They say they want to go for more of a sports thing, and that's like another pet peeve we have when we're watching their shows. Is like the referees don't fucking do anything except count to three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no, apparently they just don't enforce the rules. Yeah, and we're not going to go card by card, but pretty much what we're talking about is uh, the main event in Dynamite where Moxley came out of nowhere and just attacked Kenny, and then the referee's like, I guess the match continues. Like, any other Yeah, time- he didn't... De- they would have DQ'd Jericho and them because Moxley interfered. Mm-hmm. Was, I don't know. I don't know. I think they need to make the rules clear on what the referees do and do not do. And I know in wrestling that could always change because they want to do a storyline or get something over. Uh, or they they do very weakly. This gets brought up very rarely, even in WWE. They say it's at the referee's discretion. Yeah, like but, the discretion that happened in Hell in a Cell, which we'll talk about later. God <laughs> <laughs> <Aw>, damn it. <laughs> Uh, I the first match uh, was really fucking loud. Like I haven't heard, like it felt more than a, it felt like WrestleMania that first match because the, the crowd was hyped. Yeah, the crowd was fucking popping at everything. Um, yeah, I thought the wrestling was pretty solid throughout the whole. Um, let me let me rephrase that. I thought the wrestling was. Good. Uh, the Cody and Guevara was uh, Guevara. I don't know how to fucking say his name. I I thought it was great. Uh, Rio versus Nyla. Nyla looked a little sloppy. Yeah. I think that's why she didn't get the belt. I think here's my theory. I think Nyla was supposed to get the belt, but like halfway through the match, the referee probably said, "Change of plans." Rio gets the belt. Uh, maybe, or it could have been they just know she's still kind of green because it seems like it, mm-hmm. and they're just like, uh, maybe you're not quite ready for that yet. We'll make Riho do it for now. But I wonder how you're going to, like, because Nyla is, like, 400 fucking pounds and Rio's like, 70. Like, how did she, <laughs> how did she beat fucking Nyla? 
Well, first off, Riho's 98 pounds. Uh, and <laughs> hang on, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, no, yeah, it's like she's, yeah, she's, there's a big size disparity there. Nyla's like over twice her weight. And for, it was a little, like, it was a little too competitive, I think, for like the size difference. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Rio, I, I'm, I'm, I don't have anything against the way that Nyla lost the match because it was kind of just like a roll up or deal or something. Uh, it's like she hit her quick, quickly with a move and she was tired or something, and it just that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I think it went too long. Yeah, and, and uh, there was just stuff they did in the match that was just like ugh. and there's yeah there's a lot of blown spots too and yeah, what about the the obvious thing where kenny omega came out and, and pushed fucking nyla <laughs> yeah what the hell it was like like okay like so i guess it's possible riho because they're like riho started professionally at the age of nine so it's like wait a minute is that the girl kenny omega wrestled in japan <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that who that is? Like, I don't know. I'm actually going to, like, go research it at some point. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but, but that'd be really fucking funny if it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I just hate how, like, again, like, they skirt the line where it's just like, oh, we're wrestlers. You guys don't really know that we're the VPs, but because, you know, we're breaking kayfabe on social media, we're really VPs of the company. And then when you have Kenny Omega, who obviously picks all the... Uh, oriental uh wrestlers because he's a big japanese guy if you haven't not- noticed with his titan drone um he's a weeaboo yeah that uh <laughs> there's no getting around it obviously he's the the reason why rio probably was champ in this one because i think he I, I think he runs the women's division if i'm correct yeah supposedly he books it supposedly um which I don't know. You can get to a whole other discussion about who should they have picked, and like it, it could go into a bunch of different directions. Mm. But uh, I, I guess I'm okay with who they picked because Jericho's a heel. Uh, you need a baby face. You, know, you could have maybe picked somebody else, like I don't know Britt Baker or something. But whatever. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about that. Uh, Britt Baker was on commentating uh, commentary, and. Uh... I think she froze up. I think she got nervous. Yeah, she did. She said a couple of lines because the, the the commentating team was like throwing questions at her, but like they were pointing like, "Wow, Nyla's pretty strong," and I'm like, "I, yeah, I, I think she just wasn't comfortable doing it, and like she probably didn't want to talk over anybody. That's kind of what I think. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never really heard her cut a promo." So I, I don't know. Like she seems to talk okay, like in, intelligently and stuff. Like yeah. she's not tripping over her words when she talks. So maybe it just in that position, it, she just couldn't do it. It's so glad. It's so good to hear Tony Shavon, uh, Shavani, uh be on commentating. Yeah, it feels that that brought back some nitro memories. <laughs> it's not even that he does. I feel with. Excalibur, he was like with JR because you know the whole blockbuster versus Holloway slam that was happening in the last and that night. happened again, that happened again on that night, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like Tony, he 
he dishes pretty well with JR because they worked together back in WCW in the early days. Um, yeah. But Excalibur needs to fucking go. Just bring the, just have a two man team. Be it Tony and JR, and then have you know like guest commentators gone because Excalibur. The only reason why he's there is because he's like the youngling out of the group where he knows all the indie people. And take your fucking mask off, Excalibur. Nobody, please. Like Jim Cornette says, nobody knows you. you who cares? If you're not Ray Mysterio, there's no reason for you to be wearing a mask on commentary. <laughs> period. <laughs> but. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I agree with you. They either need to just get rid of him or fucking bring Golden Boy back. Because mm-hmm. at least he does a better job than, than him. And you, JR and Shivoni can play off him because Golden Boy's, you know, younger. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you damn kids. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Like, why do you like fucking MJF? He's an asshole. <laughs> it just, <laughs> Tony Shivani was like, during the MJF match, which was, I'll get into that a little bit. It's like, I just hope somebody shuts that prick up. <laughs> he just like he hated MJF. It was hilarious. I love it because, uh, but uh, they have a uh, TV fourteen rating, by the way. So yeah, <laughs> can... I was just I heard him say that. He sounded so angry, like he actually fucking hated him. It was funny. <laughs> well, that's the thing: the, the commentating team and the interviewers show emotion when they talk. Not like WWE, where he's like the big dog. And like, burn it down. He's he's a play. He's a you know, AJ Styles. You know, he built this place. I forgot his fucking line, but uh, this is the house that AJ Styles built. Yeah, I mean, whatever. That's kind of true, though. The champ <laughs> that runs the camp and all that crap. Um, but that's another thing I liked. I liked that the interviewers uh, weren't robots when they're interviewing the wrestlers. Yeah, it was more like it was less robotic. From what I'm told, the backstage interviewers in WWE are told to fucking act like that, which is mind-boggling. Really? Yes. Ugh. I don't. It's a stupid Kevin Dunn or events thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, another... There's a whole you get to a whole can of worms about Kevin Dunn. I'm not even gonna get into that now. <laughs> uh, MJF and Brian Cutler match was like. A squash match pretty much and if mjf lost that match to brian cutler which he has a fucking d20 on his fucking shirt uh his gear or whatever his logo yeah he, he's got it on his gear too I, at first i was like i saw brandon cutler and it showed like his shirts i'm like why is there like d20 what is he like a nerd is it like i mean i play that shit i'm, I'm just saying that mm-hmm. like i don't get it is that his gimmick and it's like oh he plays tabletop games Blah blah. Like the funniest thing to me though was when the commentary was like, "He's been childhood friends with the Young Bucks." I'm like, "So you pretty much just admitted he got this job because he knew the Young Bucks?" Mm-hmm. Oh, ouch! Now, <laughs> I don't know if I said this to you on Facebook, but when he slipped on the turnbuckle, do you think that was real and he played it off like it was real, or did, was it real and he was actually injured and then he just had to end the match quickly? I think that was just part of it. Like it was just. You know, you go for a turnbuckle move and you botch and you fail. That way it doesn't necessarily make you bad, but you look bad because you kind of fucked up and that's why you lost. Mm-hmm. Instead of just getting your ass kicked and you lose. Well, that's the one thing I can give about Brian Cutler is like, I, I couldn't tell the difference. So he sold that pretty well to me. So I'm good. That's my theory is that it was part of the match. 
Um, but I like MJF a lot. I kept hearing a lot of stuff about him, and then I finally saw him. He came out and cut that promo and made everybody hate him immediately. Mm-hmm. He's called them all poor. <laughs> when they when they were doing the marketing thing, like they were going on news stations and stuff. Uh, it was MJF, Brandy, and Cody Rhodes, and like one of the newscasters, the lady was like, "Oh, this is a nice scarf," and he's like, "Get off! Get your hands off of my scarf!" I was like, "Yes, he's still the character." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, he did some pretty pretty old school shit. I noticed in this match, though. I, I think his guy like actually watches like old school wrestling, and he probably studies this shit. Mm-hmm. But like, I noticed like when they first locked up and everything, uh, and he was kind of shoving. He had the strength advantage over Cutler, obviously, but like he was shoving him into the ropes, and then he started doing this thing with his other arm. Like, he's like, ah, oh, he's pulling my hair. He's put, like, he tried to make the referee think he was pulling his hair or some shit. Uh-huh. And then the referee got distracted for a moment, and then he took advantage of that and, like, just punched him straight in the face. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that is old school shit there. That's, like, something from the 80s or something. Ring psychology. Not much of that lately in wrestling. Yep. So he studies. And that dude's, like, 23. Mm-hmm. Like, he's already, he's already, like, a pretty good performer. Pretty good wrestler, pretty good promo, and stays in character all over the place, which most wrestlers should should do, but don't. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what other, like, you had Pac versus uh, Hangman Page, and both good wrestlers. Uh, a lot of people said it was a sloppy match. I, I thought it was pretty decent. What did you think of it? I didn't think it was sloppy. I don't really think they messed anything up. Like, I think there was, like, one spot where, like, I, I think Pac slipped a little or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, it was it was a good match. I, I just think uh, maybe people were expecting more of it or something. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure where Hangman Page is on skill level yet in the ring. Like, I, I'm, I've only seen him twice now. But I know Pac's capable of having, like, fucking hellacious matches with people. Mm-hmm. So it could be just, you know, Paige is still learning, maybe. He's still figuring stuff out. Yeah, well, it had a really good pacing uh, dynamite. Like, when I watch WWE and a commercial happens, I go, ah, I gotta wait for this shit. And when dynamite goes to commercial, I'm like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I want to know what's going on. Yeah. And I haven't felt like that in a long time in wrestling. Part of that could be the new car smell a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, it seemed to me like they kept a faster pace, which is kind of like what NXT does too. They don't really fuck around that much. Yeah, but <clears throat> a big thing uh, was the main event. Uh, when you saw, this is kind of giving me a little weary because I think the next dynamite match they booked a match with hangman page and uh dustin rhodes versus i think jericho and somebody else or something like that these tag matches uh, i don't like tag matches if if they're not in the tag division i don't understand why you need to have uh multi-tag matches as your main event i uh i'm not against them because uh they can be a good way to like make like in theory a big main event or something mm-hmm. and help further programs without putting guys in one-on-one matches with each other. Yeah. But <clears throat> it seemed like it was just kind of early. Uh, maybe maybe I've missed something with 
me not seeing the rest of the shows before this or something. Like, it seemed to me like they just put these guys together to have a match. Like, I know Jericho's had a feud with Omega, and, like, I maybe it's still ongoing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I know LAX, you know, they attacked the, the Bucks at the All Out. So I guess that's the basis for it, is, like, all these guys don't like each other anyway, so they're going to have a, a three-on-three. Well, what I like about AEW is that they're bringing old-school, like, stables <clears throat> back. Like, you have the Jurassic Express, which has those three people in it, then you have SCU... Uh, then you have the Elite, which is uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks, uh, which I think also um, Hangman Page is a part of. I don't know. They didn't specify on that. I just know he's in the uh, Be the Elite YouTube thing that Young Bucks have. Um, and then, obviously, a new stable seemed to form at the end. Uh, Seems like it. Yeah, when Moxley came out to, like, kill Kenny Omega through the coffee table, like, Cody, cool. yeah, Cody came out, and then uh, Jericho was beating Cody up, and then Dustin Rhodes came out, and then out of nowhere, fucking Jack Hager comes out, or Jake Hager, and that is uh, yep. Jack Swagger, if anybody rem- remembers him in WWE, uh, looking buff as hell, dude, like, he looks good. Yeah, he's he's cut now because he's he's been doing MMA like ever since he got out of uh, WWE, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he's been successful. He's like the reverse CM Punk. Yeah. Instead of like coming out and losing, he's he's had more fights than him, and he's won all of them. Yeah. And you say, well, if CM Punk fought the UFC, yeah, but like the thing about CM Punk too also is he's pretty much fought nobodies. And I mean. Swagger's on the same level, essentially. It's just he didn't get all. Let's let's bring him in. He can get buy rates, and you know. Plus, he's younger than him, and he actually has like legitimate amateur wrestling experience. He's better equipped to do well in in MMA. Well, I hope that people don't think that because they're bringing Swagger or bringing mid carders <clears throat> here or high mid carders uh, that they're gonna get like title shots. Uh, I don't think they should be launched into the main event right away. I think it's great that, you know, Swagger's here because apparently he's still doing MMA while he's doing AEW. Like, he has a couple of fights lined up. I heard that, yeah. Like, I heard basically he he moved or something and moved his training camp or something so he could train and do, like, all the, the shows and stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which is great. I, I just, I hope... But especially with, you know, in today's environment, like, if you don't follow what the fans do. Because I have a lot of things to talk about WWE, but, like, when I know what WWE does and what the wrestling business does, I don't go crazy, like, this guy should get the belt because blah, 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 blah. Like, there's a reason why he's not getting the belt now compared to, the, you know, the the payoff. So, yeah. I, so I hope people are not thinking that Swagger is going to get launched into the main event. I don't think he sh- he should go there right away. I I don't think he will, and I I, I think he would say no. I don't want to do that anyway, mm-hmm. because I don't, supposedly he's like he's really motivated coming in here to like do good. Uh, because I guess what he had said was when his WWE run was over, he'd like lost his confidence as like a wrestler, just because of how he was, I guess, booked the whole time. 
Well, look how WWE does things. Like when things are over, Rusev Day, we are the we the people, and you know, uh, just things that get over organically with the fans. Vince McMahon says, "Nah, bitch, this ain't fucking happening." And then they sh- he shells them, or he he does stupid gimmicks with them, like you know, Gable <laughs> turning into Shorty G. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like, oh, don't don't get me wrong either. I'm not doing some kind of revisionist history here and saying, well, Jack Swagger was amazing in WWE. No, he was not. And his biggest weakness was always his promo. He can't cut a promo because he's got kind of a lisp. Mm-hmm. It's not like a Dusty Rhodes lisp either. It's you can't. He just doesn't have that charisma, or at least to my knowledge, he didn't while he was still there. Maybe he found something while he was gone. Mm-hmm. But we'll like he's not really a talker. His strength was always the in ring work. He's like a big guy who's kind of athletic and can do a lot of different stuff. And he has like a legitimate background. Well, that's why I like stables because I mean you don't have to have a manager. You could just have a leader in a stable doing the promos while being like in the background. Yeah, Jericho can talk for him, and then Swagger can say, "Yeah, buttheads," <laughs> and then and then that's all he has to say. He could be Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn couldn't fucking cut a promo either. Yeah, because all he said was, "If you're not down there, I got two words for you." Suck it. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, the ending was pretty much chaos, and it was cool though. It was good chaos because it formed a stable with Jericho, Santa. This is Santa. Santana. (laughs) Santa. (laughs) Santana and Ortiz, which is part of the tag team. And then, uh, um, LAX, yeah, then Swagger or Hager, whatever. Uh, yeah, Sam- Jake Hager, yeah, Sam- Sammy Guevara or Guevara. Uh, so those five people, uh, pretty much destroying the elite and wh- whoever helped out the elite coming down. It was like their faces versus the heels. Thing. D- Dustin came out and he got like power bombed through a fucking table. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, dang, okay, <laughs> like, but. Yeah. Yeah, everybody got trashed pretty much. I just want to see how they do because they didn't really show any promos in in this episode. I don't think. I mean, SCU had like that weird pre-tape thing in front of the fucking White House or whatever. A good Obama impersonation, by the way. Yeah, that was kind of strange. Then they had that face-off thing with uh, uh, the Lucha Bros. Oh yeah, that was I guess cool. They're, they're, yeah, I guess they're feuding now. And it was like I, I liked it because it was like it wasn't done like a WWE style interview because those are so fucking terrible. Usually, mm-hmm. it's always like they're in the background and somebody robotically asks, "What do you think about this?" And it's like a really dumbass question. Usually, <laughs> it was just like the guy was there to facilitate the meeting and ask a real basic question to get it rolling and just let the two guys, the two teams, kind of speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's fine. It's like, look, you don't, I'm not saying like the interviewer shouldn't be a character on the show. Cause obviously that's bullshit. Me, Gene Okerlund and stuff. Um, I, th- I think they should have how they're doing it now where they're interviewing the people and then have old school promo vignettes where you just have the picture and picture and they just fucking pull, do a promo like they did in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not shitting on WWE because, like, they started doing that again. Mm-hmm. If you notice, like, sometimes when you watch Raw or SmackDown, they do, like, the the picture-in-picture, picture and 
somebody cuts promo in front of a screen and like you know like uh the curtain or whatever yeah and they say like uh i'm gonna beat cesaro's ass because he sucks and you'll see i'm gonna burn it down (laughs) if it's seth rollins's fucking stupid ass or something they kill hell in a cell burn it down I don't hate Seth Rollins. I just hate what the fuck they've done to him. And they, it's like they just don't understand. But that's like that's getting into some other shit later. Yeah, let's move on to NXT. Uh, we both haven't watched it, but we do know like the in and outs and stuff of what really happened. I heard Dream had a good promo. The couch promos with all the fucking ladies and like the the purple smoke and shit. Mm-hmm. Very Prince. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa came back and stared at Goldie while uh, that Adam... was the that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, "Yes, he's back!" Like you know, I was super excited. Like I got I became a huge fan of his like last year. Mm-hmm. Like before, I was like, "That guy's good." Like he was in that tag team with uh, Gargano. They were DIY. Mm-hmm. But when he when he did that heel turn and he started like you know just being vicious and shit. And actually wanting to be a heel and like getting that he got real heel heat in 2018. That's fucking hard to do. Yeah. And he did it though. Mm-hmm. So I like I, I gained a huge amount of respect for him and, and like it's clear that he's good at what he does. Yeah. So. And also a uh, surprise uh, to me, which is a promotion, is Finn Balor's on NXT. And Vince that's, might, that's fine. Yeah, Vince <laughs> might Vince might see it as a demotion. I think it is a promotion. Um, go go where you'll be used best. And it's like Finn's one of those guys where I was always kind of like worried about him a little, and I was proven right basically because it seemed like at first they wanted to push him legitimately, but then he got hurt. He got that shoulder injury at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it wasn't the same for him. It's like they, oh well, we gave you the shit, and then you fucked up and got hurt. So why should I push you again? That kind of that kind of thing, which they've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. What I, what I like about NXT is they take injuries and and they know how to like use it. I feel like Vince like I understand. It's like he gets pissed at you when you get injured. Yeah, and it's- he he did that with Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler, remember when he cashed in and became champ, and then like a few weeks later he got injured and like he was never a champ again. And that was when Dolph Ziggler was pretty high, like he was red hot, white hot, I, I should say. Like yeah, Ziggler had like a rash of concussions there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, yeah, and that kind of that derailed his push, and it was just like, man, like it's fucking accident. Why do you hold that shit against people, like? Yeah. It's retarded. Uh, what I heard about NXT uh, is that the matches were really fucking awesome compared to AEW, and I, c- I can see that happening because you got Adam Cole, baby, and you have fucking Dream, you have fucking Gargano, now Finn. I, ba- I heard, I heard Matt Riddle and, and Adam Cole had a great match. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to. I'm gonna go back and watch it because I'm, I'm, I really like Adam Cole a lot, and Matt Riddle's pretty entertaining. Yeah, and this is the Wednesday Night Wars. This is what we should be watching. Uh, where we're expecting good products compared to what Raw and SmackDown. Even though me and me and Zach are going to be doing a Raw and SmackDown mock draft because I like the draft. Even though I know that this week's draft is probably not going to be like 
old drafts with Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman back in the day, or or Ric Flair and Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to, before we get into fucking Hell in a Cell, that piece of trash. Um. And <laughs> NWA Power with like two or three R's. <laughs> NWA Power. Yeah. Um, it just it just debuted tonight at six oh five Eastern. Mm-hmm. Every, it's every Tuesday at six oh five. Jim Cornette on commentary. Yeah, and he's he's kind of a color guy, but he's not really heel. He's just like the veteran wrestler guy, kind of. Is it live? <clears throat> is it live or edited? It's taped. They oh. they did tapings. Okay, because the transitions that were happening in there. I, that was the only negative I have to say. Like that was really, really bad, and like the audio work. I know they were in like a small studio, and like fans are like being somewhat obnoxious at times. Um, yeah, it's a small studio. They're probably getting you know getting used to doing this stuff. It's not like I don't think it's a veteran team or anything. It's okay. I mean, it's it's a studio show. I'm it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. I love the whole. You know, when they have the interviewer with the podium kind of thing and they're doing promos there. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Did, now, did you watch all of it or did you just see what was live and then that was all you saw? I saw bits and pieces. I saw when um, the, <clears throat> the the tail end of Nick Aldis's promo. Uh, then I saw the tag match, which was pretty decent. And then I saw those two other... Uh, I guess New York people in like street clothes talk to <laughs> guys in like well, gear. Well, one of those guys was Homicide, who's been like a pretty notable indie wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of got his notoriety, so to speak, like in the two thousands, like in the mid two thousands. Like he was, um, if I remember right, he was in the original LAX. Might uh, have, but might have been. I think I think he was, and then, uh, but yeah, like I don't know if, if if anybody doesn't really know what we're talking about, like uh, the NWA started to come back into prominence a little bit, and like like Billy Corgan kind of like he was trying to you know get TNA kind of in line, and that kind of fell through due to some business stuff. Dixie Carter cunt. Yeah, she kind of, like, tried to con him out of money. Like, supposedly she owes him a bunch of money or something. I guess he just gave up and left it, and now that's Impact Wrestling, and it's that's a whole other deal. Good, let, uh, them, let them rot. I mean, I think they're doing better. I don't think they're rotting. <laughs> so, like, it seems to me like they... I don't think any dumb shit happens there anymore. It's just a, a little indie wrestling show now. Mm-hmm. But, um... Uh, Corgan is is a lifelong wrestling fan, and I, he likes the old school stuff. And I guess he wanted to, you know, get in, get into the NWA and kind of try to do something with it. Mm-hmm. And so th- this is where we're at now. We're, we're at he started doing the studio show, and here we are. Well, everything feels fucking eighties and nineties on how they have the studio stuff. Uh, <clears throat> the interviewer, yeah. the, the interviews is fucking great. Uh, I love that there's no entrance entrance music. No, but guys just come out of the curtain and they, they either walk to the podium, talk to the guy 
or they walk to the ring and usually there's another guy or a team already in the ring ready. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a very, that's what I was talking about before we started recording is like the pacing of this kind of a show is like pretty, it's going to be pretty unusual for a lot of wrestling fans who are like younger mm-hmm. or if they just don't go back to watch old things, like they're not going to be used to something like this. Cause it's like really fast paced. There's really almost no dead air at all. Uh, it's like guy will come out in a promo and then after he's done cutting his promo, he rolls into the ring to have a match like immediately. And there's no entrance music. There's no pomp and circumstance. You don't have to wait for Randy Orton to take 45 seconds to get down to the ring or undertaker or take him two minutes. Yeah. And it's just guys come out, say something or get in a fight randomly or just <laughs> whatever shit happens in this show. The only thing I have to say is the whole uh, James Storm and the that jobber like running around the ring. I could tell Jim. Uh, well, I could tell Jim Cornette was kind of like, "Come on, just end it already. We know you're fucking a jobber. Just get in the ring." Josephus, yeah, I think he kind of thought that was silly. I could tell a little bit because he's like, "Dude, this fucking guy looks like a loser. He's just like a a fat, pale guy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like. Like, I don't know, we're getting a little ahead, I think, but, like, yeah, there was, like, a tag match, like, the Dawson's, and I never did learn the name of this team. Me either. But the the Dawson's are, like, a big redneck heel bruiser team, and they seem kind of cool. I kind of like them. Well, that's the thing with the whole studio feel to it. Uh, The transition where it does tell you the match, like, who's, uh, who's facing who, but you don't. If you're a new listener or new watcher, you don't know the tag teams. It's because it, I don't think. Yeah. They don't put nameplates on the, when the guys come out. They do. There's like a little graphic before the match starts. It's just I didn't bother to go back after that because I was just like, I was just in watch mode after that point. I was like, fuck, whatever. Against question marks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is kind of frustrating though. Like the that. I tried to look up their roster to see who and all that they had, and they don't have a roster page on their website. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really know who anybody is besides Nick Aldis and Eli Drake. Those are the only two people I actually kind of know, besides Jim Cornette, obviously. Yeah, I think Nick Aldis is a great. Uh, uh, his end promo uh, kind of made him a heel. Like he praised uh, Storm. I know we're jumping around, but he like praised Storm. But then he's like, uh, his his girlfriend or wife is like, okay, stop asking questions, you fuck. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what what her deal is, but like, I guess she's a wrestler. She dressed like one, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe we'll see her wrestle later on in the tapings. There's seven more episodes to go after this. Um, I don't think this, but was, I don't think this was planned. I think Billy Corgan pr- probably looked around like, "Oh, wrestling is getting fucking hot again. Let me get something out there." And it's a, this is what happened. I think it will get better, and it will transform into something uh, for us hardcore fans uh, and also new people. Like they need to work on like they don't need to have entrance music. I love that there's no entrance music. So just fucking get out there and wrestle. It's fine. Like if you're if you're actually like a good wrestler, people can tell shit about you without music and entrance. It's just it's part of the the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Did you? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, by the way, we talked about Nick Aldis promo. The promo he had in the beginning was really good. 
I liked it. It was, it was just legit. It wasn't hokey. And he, he built up the title, and it, it was good. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing about this show. It made the title seem, like, really important compared to, like, a lot of other wrestling shows do. Yeah, I, the only thing I, I guess, I besides the whole jobber situation, um, <laughs> Tim Storm, I know he has a legacy with NWA. Um, he looked pretty good like physically but in the ring you could tell that nick always was carrying that match throughout the whole the whole night or the whole night. yeah I th- yeah tim storm probably gassed out he's he's like in his early 50s mm-hmm. and but he, he looks good for a guy that old and uh i don't know i mean like i thought that match was good again we're jumping around a little bit but <laughs> like uh did you see the austin idol training school commercial no, that's the one thing I missed. I, I heard about it on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god, it was so great. Like it was just really funny. It seemed like something out of a movie or something. Like it wasn't real, but it was. Mm-hmm. It was I don't know. There's nothing else to really say about it. It just made me laugh. Um the Eli Drake promo and his match with that guy, Caleb Connolly. I forgot Eli Drake is with fucking NWA. Yeah, he just left uh, Impact and went went to NWA, but man, his promo was good, man. He called out like the whole wrestling business and saying it was full of children <laughs> and not grown men who want to fight for championships. It was great. Oh, I fucking love old school wrestling. Just bring like, that he just back. pretty much called him out. He's like, men come here and they fight and they, they want to win. I mean, it's not bullshit. <laughs> uh, but the match was good too, though. It was pretty good little, like it was just an underneath kind of match. Uh, James, James Storm's title is that the national championship? Yeah, that that'd be like the mid card title for them. That's like the U.S. title or something, just not U.S. title. Yeah, and I like how they still to this day use the old belts. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the same ones from like the seventies and earlier. Oh, dude, the fucking <clears throat> tag team championships look fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the deal is with the women's belt yet. I've only seen a picture of it, and I don't even know if they ever had one before. Like, I don't remember. They do have one. They, not... uh, I forgot when, what lady. I don't even know the wrestler, but they did, like, a little promo thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I was just saying, I don't know if they ever had one before that. Like, if there's, like, that, that title has, like, a legacy and a lineage like all these other ones do. <laughs> well, back then, <clears throat> you know. I almost said something fucked up. I'll I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, the, the women's wrestling wasn't really. It was kind of like a side thing. It was kind of like midgets and stuff. Yeah. That, back then, for sure. But yeah, that thing. Okay, like this guy Joe Cephas comes out after this the match with Eli Drake and Caleb Connolly. That match was good. There's not much to say about it because it was kind of quick. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, he comes out, he starts like, Storm, I want Storm, I want Storm. He keeps saying, I want Storm. And it's like, and Jim Cornette's like, what Storm? This <laughs> is like what we're all thinking. He's like, which one? What are you talking about? He just like aggravates the shit out of him. <laughs> Do you want NWA Power to be maybe an hour and a half or two hours? Or do, do you think they have the great sweet spot of an hour? No, I'm okay with an hour. That's fine. That's why I was kind of bummed out when I learned NXT was going to two. Like, it wasn't like I was worried. Like, oh, no, they can't. 
they can't sustain two hours. It's like, no, I know they can sustain two hours. They got a big enough roster and shit to mm-hmm. where they can. It's just that the one hour wrestling show is so awesome because it's it's one hour and like there's not a lot of time to fuck around. So you have to be concise. Mm-hmm. It, it can't just be like goofing off and like we're we got dead air. Like Raw is just such a goddamn slog. Even even when they have good episodes, sometimes you still notice like I've been watching this for like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I'm fine with the one hour thing. It's just there's going to be like a learning curve watching NWA because they're not fully equipped apparently for you to know who's who right off the bat or anything. I, I, I say give them like a month and then they'll start like getting into a groove. I think the whole commentating team, which every fucking show should have a two man <laughs> announcing team. Um, I think Joe and uh, Jim Cornette, I don't know his last name, Joe. I just know his name is Joe because there was one part where uh, Joe said something like he stuttered and Jim Cornette was like, you're just excited, Joe, <laughs> about this match. He, he was he was he was on for that. J- old Jimmy was man. I, he said something that was hilarious. He said some shit like, I think it was like in the first match. He's like, that kid doesn't have a, a crippled crab with a crutch has more of a chance than that kid does. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's one of his weird sayings. It's just, I mean, that guy's hilarious, <laughs> but. <laughs> Well, they started. Um, they started getting into like Jim Cornette was getting a little heelish at some point, and you know Joe was being the commentator whose face, and then it went away. And I was like, maybe they were just trying shit out or something like that. But it, I hope they go down a path where like you don't need to be like a fucking uh, Michael Cole versus King kind of thing, but just stuff like uh, Bobby Heenan and. Uh, Gorilla, Gorilla. yeah, like that's they 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 had they trade jabs, they they would have barbs, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like they hated each other, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah, by the way, Cornette did get in his his thing about cosplay wrestlers and bullshit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot after the Eli Drake promo, he like expanded on it for him, it was great, but um, I bet you, I bet you, Billy Corgan like listens to the Jim Cornette podcast and he's like. Yeah, I fucking hate cosplay wrestlers. He probably does. Cornette said they, they've had a few conversations and stuff, like, just outside of, you know, just meeting up and stuff. <clears throat> but let's see, what else was there? Those the Wild Cards and Danny White and Mims was another match. And I was yeah. like, Mims? Like, what the fuck? I guess that was that was the black guy. Yeah, I, I'm going to be straight, like, the, the Nick Aldis and Tim Storm, I, like, paid attention a lot. Uh, the Eli Drake m- match I watched. But, like, the other ones, the ones that I didn't know, I watched, like, I had it on in the background and then I, like, looked at it a little bit. I My focus was more on the commentating and the interviews and promos. And then, obviously, the, the wrestlers that I didn't know. But I do want to know more about the wrestlers that I didn't know in the future. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I just pay attention to the whole thing because this is, like, all brand new to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I was really intrigued by it when I saw the pictures of the NWA studio set and everything. I was like, oh, I'm really excited to see this now. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I learned Cornette was doing commentary, and I was like, I now I really want to see it more. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there's not... that the, the other thing, though, is all these uh, the other matches you're talking about besides the, the two main ones is they were so quick, there's not much to say. Mm-hmm. 
which is fine. Like, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with having a squash or, like, a fast match. Like, not every match has to be the fucking main event of WrestleMania or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, usually the last two matches in every show should be, like, the either A, the longest, or B, the, the fucking a good finish or something. Or maybe, a, like, a, a, a surprise or something. The... The, the the gist though of this tag match was the wild cards are the champions and they're heel and they're very aggressive and they just like to hurt people mm-hmm. and that Tom Latimer dude is like kind of impressive he's pretty fast and strong apparently that's Bram he used to be in TNA and he was Bram or some shit dude that black one thing that pissed me off with the black guy is like he got tagged in he stared at one of the wild card people and then he slowly got into the ring I'm like are you an idiot he, he was he was doing like a little dance thing, like he was goofing off for a minute, and then he got fucking killed for it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is how it should be. But um, yeah, it was a good squash, and uh, they did a promo, and that's when that Eddie Kingston guy came out. The dude you said was like from New York. Clearly, he's from New York or New Jersey. Yeah, and he, I thought he was kind of funny. <laughs> he was funny, but I was like, the street clothes kind of thing was weird a little bit to me. No, I'm fine with that. I'm tired of people coming out dressed in wrestler gear when they don't wrestle. All right. <laughs> good point, good point. I miss street clothes, man. I, it was, it's been refreshing to see guys in street clothes. Like a, They did it in AEW, and they did it here. Sweet. Other than that, um, I, I think I'm going to... Go ahead. I think I'm going to watch more of NWA Power, so... Yeah, I mean, the only other things to say is, like, the Cephas-James Storm thing it, it actually turned into a match, and the guy ate a super kick and lost, mm-hmm. like, very fast. It was, like, literally three seconds. His super kick. That was funny. Fucking cool. Yeah, it made me laugh. Because, it's, yeah, it's a big guy doing a super kick, so it's kind of different. Mm-hmm. And you, um, you heard the fucking smack in the face. It was great. Like, oh, and he was dead. <laughs> He did this thing where he, like, picked him up and made him suck his own thumb and put him back down in the mat. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at Just, that. like, make him look... It was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the main match was, like, Tim Storm and Nick Aldis, and I liked the video package showing, like, who Tim Storm is and everything. And he just seems like such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Which... And I was just... I was just like, wow, like, I, I just like this guy. And he's, like, a baby face and stuff. Like, that's kind of hard to do. Oh, yeah, I forgot to bring that up. There was one part where he knows he can't beat Nick Aldis, so he fucking low blows him. And I yeah, that... and like the commentary team didn't fucking lambast him for it either. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he turned heel. They, like they, like, like I think Cornette said at first. Like he established, like a he knows this is the last chance he's got, and he's he's do, gonna do everything he can. Like he, like he empathized with it. Yeah, I I, I thought that was a good move with Jim Cornette because. Come on, he's 50 years old. Nick Aldis is superior, obviously, uh, as far as, like, age-wise and, you know, what he is in the business right now. But if you had if you had Tim Storm win that match, that's a slap in the face to Nick Aldis, in my opinion. Unless you make it a big feud. But I don't think you're going to do that since, you know, Tim Storm is a fucking history teacher and <laughs> he needs to be in school. <laughs> I mean, that aside, Tim Storm did look pretty good. It's just you could tell when he kind of was getting tired. Mm-hmm. Especially when he like it, he did that fucking on-the-top-rope uh, slip uh, crossbody. Yeah, he almost wiped out there. But he works kind of a, a grounded, like, kind of 
brawler style. It kind of reminds me of like the brawlers from like the early eighties, like in like the Southern wrestling kind of stuff where they it'd just be like good punches, some, some slams, some power moves here and there a little bit. All fists, no flips. That's right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good match. I liked it. It was, everything was good. I liked the whole show. It was, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some controversy. Um, mm. We're not going to go into a card, each card. I'll say about the two Hell in a Cell matches. So, Sasha and Becky was fucking amazing. I uh, predicted that it would be. <laughs> it, it was it was fucking great. There was back and forth. Becky won the t- uh, retained the title. Um, I don't understand that move because I would think that SmackDown would take the Becky and maybe they you know give. Sasha the belt finally and have a run with it well I think uh, it makes more sense now that Charlotte beat Bailey mm-hmm. I, I, I just learned about that it, it seems to me like they know like those two are like the biggest stars they have in the women's division so they're going to unify you think no they're not going to unify they just want the biggest star to represent each show instead of Bailey, who's not really totally established still, and Sasha, who still is, she she lost some of her her shine, so to speak, and uh, she just lost a feud. It looks like to me. Mm-hmm. So, so she's not she's not back into that spot yet. Because I, even though I kind of scolded her in last episode of getting some color, um. I think she deserves. Can't wait. Can we just fucking? I just jumped. Can can we talk about how Charlotte is now a ten time champion? You're gonna make her match Ric Flair's record, brother. It was gonna happen. In how many years? <laughs> In how many fucking years? Fucking how long did it take for Ric Flair to get those fucking uh, sixteen or twenty four? If you count all the other titles. Hey, you know what though? You can use this as a legitimate argument. It's kind of a bullshitty, hokey kayfabe wrestling argument but like i think it's totally viable which is listen brother back when rick flair was wrestling competition was hard and there was a lot more stars that were tough and you know charlotte's head shoulders above a lot of other girls at wwe in, in several ways so like re- realistically she'd be like one of the hardest people to beat on the roster or she could you know play it off because you know, as a flair, you gotta be cocky as hell. Be like, Dad, I'm I'm way better than you. Sure, like she's trying to outdo him, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Well, although we all know, if you're a real wrestling fan, you know, Ric Flair won more than 16 fucking world titles. Yeah, he won <laughs> like 150. Not that many, but still. <laughs> but but like, I, it is kind of quick. Like, but I, I I don't know. I don't. I don't think too much about that because people win championships a lot nowadays. It's not like the old days where people would hold them forever and fucking, mm. you know, it's just not like that anymore. It's not like Bruno San Martino was like the, the world champion for fucking eight years before he lost. <laughs> that was stupid. That was ridiculous. Um, This is kind of a setup to the whole Seth and Fiend thing, but in the Sasha and Becky match, they literally... literally 
and figuratively beat the shit out of each other. They Hell used, yes. They used weapons. They used the, the the cell itself as a weapon. Um, no referee called DQ because you know the other person couldn't defend themselves and uh, they were getting really really hammered by these weapons. Let's fast Especially forward. Oh, sorry, go. Especially because I was gonna say, especially because it's girls. It's like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know that they don't bust each other open or anything, and they don't like, you know, it's like you feel like they would be more apt to call off violence mm-hmm. for women, but they don't. So I don't know. Oh yeah, quick disclaimer: I have not seen Hell in a Cell, so I'm just kind of playing off of whatever Dub says here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Fast forward to the main event. So. The Fiend comes out with a big mallet, like the size of uh, my as a cinder block. Did he have? Was it a Bludgeon Brother mallet? Kinda, but it was all decked out to be like a Fiend kind of thing to it. Uh, Okay, but that was like his weapon. Uh, The match was first of all the match was lighted up with a like a tint red color, just to show. They used red lights. Yeah, yeah, they showed, like, the spookiness of, like, The Fiend and stuff, which I think is stupid. Uh, I know they're trying to play off the whole, like, supernatural, like, he's an Undertaker kind of thing. Not saying he is the Undertaker, but just how, like, the ominous and uh, paranormal. It's just, Yeah, it's a similar kind of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Seth, like, curb stomped him, like, a thousand times, like, last time. And then he just started taking weapons and throwing it at him. And then he took out a sledgehammer. Keep in Mm. mind, the Fiend used his little fucking, his his mallet, his huge-ass mallet. But when Seth Rollins took out his little sledgehammer, the referee decided that the Fiend couldn't go on because he had a sledgehammer. Seth, you don't want to go down this road. It's like no. <laughs> now, oh my god! If he was legit injured, I'd say, yeah, maybe you need to end the match. But he wasn't injured, or you could have played it off better that he was injured. That like, he, uh, see, I don't know. Maybe I had like the ring collapse, or like there was a hole in the fucking ring. I don't know. But it was real retarded that the referee decided to call the match in the Hell in a Cell without even saying, like, this is a DQ or not. And they did rule the DQ on Twitter at one point, but they deleted the, the tweet, which was stupid. Probably because of all the humongous negative reaction it got. <laughs> yeah, so when that happened... Oh, oh and by the way, after they, uh, the referee called the match, the Fiend like woke up like Michael Myers in Halloween... And decided to do the claw. And uh, Seth had a blood capsule in his mouth. And he was bleeding out of his mouth. That's cool. That, that that sounds cool at least. That should have been in the match. Not after the match. Or yeah, that least... should have been the end of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like I could understand maybe if there was a lot of blood. And, and the referee's like, well, blood? This needs to stop. Or that would have been a better excuse to stop the match. Yeah, you're right there. Because mm-hmm. like, oh, he puts a claw, and then like Seth starts vomiting blood. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, holy shit, ah, uh, stop, X. He throws up the X. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and they could, they could have done a kayfabe X too, where like most of the hardcore wrestlers know that the, the X symbol means an injury. Oh they, yeah, they could have done this way better. They could have made it seem like real real. Like they could, the commentators could have been like real quiet. Like Seth, oh my God, he he's he's coughing up blood, mm-hmm. and he, you know they they quit fucking yelling and telling stupid jokes and shit, and then. They just cart him out, and that's how it ends. It's like the feed laughs or disappears, and Seth's, like, dying? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe? And uh, after that match happened, pretty much the fans went nuts. They were booing. Uh, they chanted restart match. They chanted refund. And they chanted AEW really, really loud. Ooh, the crowd is all elite. Yeah. And <laughs> how did Vince respond? In Monday Night Raw, is he took all the people that uh, we're pissed off with, like you know Sasha not winning the title, the Fiend and Seth and Roman Reigns and Deep Bry. Apparently there was a thing with that match, but uh, I didn't get to see that match. Uh, they just took out all the stars that were gonna make fans boo, and just didn't say anything about it during Raw. I hate when Vince does well, that. You could have used that to your advantage in some way. He wasn't like creative enough because I that was I'm not like patting ourselves on the back or anything, but legitimately that was like to me a way cooler way to like stop the match. Mm-hmm. That would have stuck with people more, and I don't think it would have pissed people off as much because it's like you don't you don't see shit like that anymore, really. So it would have been like kind of shocking. Yeah. Do you know Peter Rosenberg, by the way? Yeah, I know who that is. That fucking scumbag of a fucker. Um, is he a scumbag? I think he's a scumbag because uh, he made... He he always... He's a fucking mark for WWE. He's a blind mark for WWE. Uh, that's, okay. the, that's the reason why he sucked so much dick to get on that like pre-show shit. But he's, yeah. not, he's not there anymore. Um... He made a video, and this is kind of going to shine on light on what happened on SmackDown. Uh, he's like, oh, you guys didn't really fucking go nuts when Kofi uh, lost in two seconds. Uh, but now you're you're going crazy because of this Hell in a Cell kind of thing. That could have been... Well... That could have been a powder keg. Think about it. We knew that Brock Lesnar and Kofi were going to face each other. We knew that Fox wanted Brock Lesnar champion. So we saw that kind of coming. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. As soon as you said Lesnar versus Kofi, it was like, he's going to destroy him probably. Mm-hmm. Because That's of, just how, how it is. Yeah, because <laughs> of the whole Tokyo thing. Remember when they had that Tokyo uh, uh, house show or whatever special they had? And yeah, he fucking squashed him. Yeah, so like we knew that was happening. Then when you follow it up, with the Kofi screw job to uh, screwing fans all together, which a DQ inside of a Hell in a Cell, it's like that. Yeah. That pretty much was the powder keg of everything. <clears throat> yeah, it's different because yeah, it's like people expected that to happen. It's mm-hmm. like it would have been super surprising if Kofi beat Brock Lesnar somehow or yeah. something, but. No, people didn't really know what to expect in the Hell in a Cell match, and I feel like more people wanted The Fiend to win because I still say I think Seth's getting stale right now, and this has probably damaged him 
uh, th- th- this whole thing has. It damaged both of them. I don't give a fuck yeah. about the fiend anymore. Well, I, I, I'm not that far along yet. Like it's hurt him for sure. It's because all that stuff sounded dumb. I don't like. I hate when. I hate when people spam moves that are supposed to be finishers and they just fucking kick out of it or it's ineffective. That's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. A finisher should be a finisher. Pretty much yeah. the last move. It gets into psychology. It's okay once in a while, like once in a great while, you want to do a thing where they kick out of it or something. Not my move. I have to do my move eight times to beat somebody with it. That's fucking stupid. I fought... <laughs> I fought with somebody on Facebook today because there's those like blind WWE like apolog- apologist people, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. where they were just like making up excuses. And I'm like, dude, this pay per view didn't even feel like a pay per view. They had three fucking matches on Saturday, and then they ad- they added four on the day of. They didn't. Yeah, care. that was they that was care. bad as hell. Yeah. To, supposedly the excuse there was like they're too focused on trying to make Friday like amazing or some shit mm-hmm. to, well, that, to bother with trying to book a pay-per-view. Bullshit. You, <laughs> Which is fucking ridiculous. Because you could feed off of the Hell in a Cell where it's like, oh shit, the Fiend like ate fucking Seth's neck or something. Like, <laughs> like you what? could... You could have done that where the referee's like, "Oh shit, he's fucking biting him." This isn't. This is not a wrestling match. Ding, 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 ding. And then yeah. like, and then like, Seth is terrified of wrestling the fiend because he doesn't want to get bitten again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah, but, but um, you know, to me, all this says is they need to quit having so many damn pay per views. Yes, I agree with they, that. They, they need to cut back. I, they've needed to cut back for a while. Uh, I don't know what the number is, the magic number. I, I would say eight, probably, for, for as many people that they have. You or, know, Or keep it where it's like, this month is Raw's pay-per-view, next month is SmackDown's. Do it like bi-monthly kind of thing. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if they're going to be doing that moving forward. Go back to the brand split pay-per-views or not. They, I don't think they've said anything about that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, it's hard to cut you off, but think about that. That's fine. If they have a yeah. bi- bi-monthly pay-per-view, they could build storylines instead, instead of trying to do it like two weeks and then like, oh, there's a pay-per-view. There, there's, there's several advantages to doing that. It's one... It makes the stories and the, the feuds cook more, too. It makes the pay-per-views more special because they don't happen as much. Mm-hmm. Three, it offers more room to make bigger moments happen on TV to make TV more worth watching because there's more time between pay-per-views. So how do you make that time less monotonous between shows? you got to do something. Mm-hmm. So... It really, it's just a huge benefit. Um, but the only other thing I have to say about this shit is... Uh, one minor thing, I hate that the fucking cell's red. I just want to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's such a goddamn eyesore. I can't stand that red cell. It's bullshit. And then you put, like, red cell, red light. Jesus Christ, is this the virtual boy? I don't understand. 
And then <laughs> then Ortiz, uh, not Ortiz. Oh god, I'm thinking about AEW right now. Um, the fucking guy that comes out with Rey Mysterio uh, at the end of SmackDown. Uh, he had like a red brace and stuff. I was like, what is everything matching Hell in a Cell? What the fuck is going <laughs> on here? Like, I think they should probably retire the Hell in a Cell unless they're willing to get more violent, which supposedly they've been trying to make their product a little more edgier, and I guess it's happening. Uh, like, I see some evidence of that. I see some, like, near-the-face chair shots a little bit. Yeah, and there's, like, some promos are getting to be a little bit more bitier instead of dumb and i don't know it's uh, it, something's happening but yeah i don't know uh i'm gonna say it again i was positive coming when like oh, i was like oh maybe they're gonna start changing shit with smackdown being on fox uh kind of quickly to go on like smackdown stuff they had a two-man announcing team, but I also heard that they're waiting to put a third man on that team. I was like, why? I mean, Cole and Graves are doing pretty well. You gotta have the three-man Hydra fucking team. That's what you gotta have. It's mm. I don't know if they fucking love it for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, but the interviewers, uh, they one of them is using like Fox announcing teams to do interviews, and it actually felt a little lively instead of robot so i thought that was pretty cool i'll have to check it out friday because yeah i didn't i didn't watch smackdown i was doing something else yeah it was just it was was just another smackdown that's all my my guess is that was predictable i didn't expect the show to be like amazing because i i still don't really think they're gonna get serious with what they're gonna do or like not like Oh, we have to try hard because AEW. Because I don't really think that they think that with those two shows. Mm-hmm. Um, more, more that okay, we're gonna try harder now. This is a fresh start because of the Fox thing and USA thing, and then we're doing a brand split thing. I think they're kind of just holding. They're in a holding pattern until their draft gets sorted out. That's the one thing I want to say is like, I want to see what they do with the draft. And then I want to see what they yeah. do, do with the brand. If they just do a draft, and then, then the brands are still going to be like, oh, there's wild cards here and there. Like, why is John Cena on both TV sh- uh, TV brands? Like, they, They've come out and said they're not doing that. that. That shit's going away. The brands are supposed to be hard splits, and there's not going to be any more of that stuff. We'll see. That's what they said. <laughs> Saying one thing and then doing another is what Vince is all about. Well, it's what Fox wanted them to do, so there. Uh, <laughs> all right, okay. Well, if Fox said it, uh, I guess it's going to happen. <laughs> I guess because they're giving them so much fucking money. It's like, this is what we want. It's like, oh, okay, pal. <laughs> Here's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> all right. I think we're ready to do our mock draft. Are you ready? Um. Yeah. I'm going to let you go first. You be the first pick for our fantasy mock draft. Okay, I, I am SmackDown, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah, you got to introduce. I am Raw. I'm the red team, and Zach is the blue team, SmackDown. I am WCW Nitro. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, my first pick is Becky Lynch. Oh, a female. 
Yeah. And there's reasons for that. I don't know if are we are we doing our our clump picks and then explaining them if we want after we're done with the clump. Uh, you can explain like briefly because if we start going into deep detail, I think we're gonna have like a five hour podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I wasn't planning on getting real deep into it anyway. But uh, ba- the the basic idea behind that is she's pretty much one of their most marketable stars at this point, mm-hmm. popular, etc. And the other thing is, she's also one of the few experienced veteran women's wrestlers that they have. And you need her on your show to help make other people good. And that's something I feel like they're kind of having a problem with now. They're hitting a wall in their women's division where they don't have as many. Nobody's really getting elevated. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. It's kind of been the same four or five people like besides Natalia, all oh, she gets a title shot and then she loses or something. So the breath my, rings. my, my idea is get her in, make her your number one and then like have her work with people and get them better and get them over. Okay. All right. My pick is going to be a J styles. Oh, uh, reason why I pick him is because he's a veteran uh, I still think he's very uh, good in the main event. Uh, I would want to still make him heal, and I want to make a good stable out of him better than the OC. I think the OC is a stupid name. Um, uh, I think I don't want it to be the club either. I want it to become organic where uh, somehow he puts it together. I don't know. Evolution. <laughs> Fortune. Remember Fortune? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that's my pick. AJ Styles. Okay. Number two for me is Daniel Bryan. Ah. And Daniel Bryan for kind of a lot of the similar reasons as I pick Becky or you pick AJ. is like he's veteran. He's... Got a lot of experience. He's got limited career time, too, so that's another thing, is you want to get as much out of him as you can. <clears throat> so, I guess uh, he'd probably be babyface for me. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. So, that's kind of, that's kind of it. Just That's that's my number one male wrestler guy. Cool. Uh, my number two pick, and this is going to be a surprising one, because I am very judgmental on this person, but I am picking Roman Reigns. Ooh, that is interesting. Uh, turn him heel. I am gonna turn him heel, and you're gonna, <laughs> uh, you're gonna see why I turn him heel. Uh, basically, when I draft these other people into the uh, the raw brand, and hopefully you don't pick them. <laughs> mm. But uh, he, he's gonna be more. Uh, pissed off at the fans in a way because they never really accepted him so he's gonna cause he's gonna cause havoc in a different way uh and you know uh, i guess have an empire but a different name the roman empire come on it's built in i fucking hated that (laughs) but That sounds like something you'd say if you were a heel, though. Like, oh, the Roman Empire. Like, if you were a babyface, you wouldn't say that. That's kind of, like, conceited. 
Sometimes Roman can be heelish, even though, like, I don't think he means to be. It's just what they fucking want him to do. Mm-hmm. So that's mo- been most of his problem anyway, is it's, that's what they fucking want him to do, and he's just going to do it. This is my yard now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great heel promo, though. <laughs> I was at that, uh... uh... WrestleMania, uh, Raw after WrestleMania, where we. Just... Oh my God, that must have been fucking crazy. That heat was nuclear. Yeah, it seemed that way on TV. It was. Oh, dude, when we started telling him to shut the fuck up, I was like, "Oh man, this is fucking great." <laughs> uh, kind of a side tangent. When Vince McMahon came out there that night, and he's like, "He's like, my daughter withdrew a table," and everybody cheered, and he's like, "You guys are sick." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your number three? Okay. This is going to kind of, this is like tag team, but I am cheating a little bit because there's no getting around it. Mm-hmm. It's the new day, three, four, and five. So, and the reason I picked them is because they're a great unit and, uh, in terms of tag team matches, they always put on good tag team matches. Wait, you don't have to do three, four, and five. You can just have like one pick be the like the new day. Well, uh, that's what we said we were going to do earlier, though. So, like when we pick a team, it's going to be like three, four, and five. We're going to have Kofi, Big E, and then Xavier. Yeah, like even if like even if I, you know, we were talking about if it's a team and it's two guys, you know, and. I was just like, well, you don't. I want all all of them, so that's just me doing a clump pick, so to speak. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, so I'm I, just gonna like you're gonna get the next three or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I read it wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much their purpose is to be like the the cornerstone tag team shit. Okay. Um, face or heel, it doesn't matter. They can do both. It doesn't really matter. They're over whatever they fucking do anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to pick my first female. Oh, snap. And uh, she's good on the mic. Mostly. Her wrestling is okay, but she always... She's always great on the mic, and she... She knows how to work a crowd. And by God, do I have a lot of heels. Alexa Bliss. I thought you were going to say Lacey Evans for some reason. <laughs> uh, she doesn't have a... In my opinion, I don't think she's... I mean, she's okay on the mic, but I, compared to Alexa Bliss, no. I think she's fine. Hmm. So you got Alexa, so... I guess we got to do an NXT draft pick, too, because now we're up to five after yeah. we do that, so... I'm going to probably pick uh, one of the great tag teams uh, available in WWE, The Revival. Fuck. <laughs> well, there goes two of mine. <laughs> Dash Wilder and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson. I always forget that one. All right. Well, since I stole your tag team... Um, you get to pick the NXT. You don't have any reasoning. You just you just picked them because you wanted them. 
I want them because they fucking the only good tag team I think around at the moment. Oh damn, that that kind of stings. I don't know about that, but they are great. Oh, well, who do you think? Um, who do you think is the the other tag team? Oh, other teams that are good. They're like, uh, I like the Usos, even though they can get kind of like it's weird. Sometimes I feel like they phone it in, but then there's times where I feel like they do awesome. Mm-hmm. They're they're capable of having great matches. Sometimes I do feel like they kind of phone it in a little bit. I like their promos. Um, New Day. I mean, I just we just mentioned New Day. Um, AOP. I've I've liked AOP since they've been in NXT, but they're like everybody forgotten about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and War Raiders. They call them Viking Raiders now, but whatever. <laughs> well, they well they're good wrestlers, and I just think that the Revival is more of an old school good team. <laughs> They're a better total package team than like a lot of these other ones. I'll admit that. Like they, they can. They're heels. They're not huge, and so like they can work with anybody, and they can cut promos. And they're, they're a lot more versatile. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's true. And yeah, I do think they're better overall than a lot of these other teams, but they're not the only good team. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there. Now. NXT draft pick. We each get four of these, and we do one after every four. I kind of goofed it a little bit because I had to pick the new day. But my NXT draft pick is Tommaso Ciampa. Kind of saw that coming. Yeah, I fucking like that guy a lot, and he's a real heel. <laughs> <laughs> and even though, and you know, he could be a babyface now. It seems like he could be just based off of his – people just gained a bunch of respect for him as a wrestler. And they did that whole injury package thing with him, mm-hmm. and it was cool. So like he could easily be babyface now too, I suppose. It's just as long as they don't water him down, I think that would be the only thing. Which I wouldn't water him down if I was booking it. So yeah, my NXT is going to be Dakota Kai. What? Mm-hmm. That's kind of surprising. I think she has charisma. I think she could be a good uh, feud between Alexa Bliss being a face. And I love her moveset. I think she's really marketable. Mm-hmm. Way like, be- to me, way better she's than, kind of... Way better than uh, Bailey marketable. I was going to say, like, she's kind of Bailey-ish, but, like, they, they kind of fucked Bailey up, so, like, she's kind of damaged goods, I think, now. Mm-hmm. But Dakota Kai's, like, her, I think. But yeah. way better. <laughs> I think she's a better wrestler, yeah. I'll agree with that. All right, so back to main roster for you. Uh, Robert Roode. They insist on calling him Robert, so I'm going to. And besides that, it makes him seem more snobbish instead of calling him Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea behind that is, yeah, Bobby Roode's get he's a little up there in age. Like he's in he's 40, I think at least. So he's like AJ Styles and stuff. But man, that guy needs to be a main event heel. And that's what I would do with him. <laughs> you do. 
You could do Robert Roode and Daniel Bryan. Think about it. I like it. That's good shit right there. <laughs> I really, really like it. All right. Um, I'm trying to think what I want to do. Do, do, do. Because I just have the list here. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting, and I'm going to make him face, but he's also going to be a cocky face, so it's going to be like a tweener. And I feel like I need a big guy. Not enough <clears throat> a big guy to be Braun Strowman, and not a big guy to be like Brock Lesnar, but a guy that needs to be on TV, EC3. Oh, fuck. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Criminally underutilized. Mm-hmm. And that fucks my list up, too. <laughs> That's okay. Number seven for you. Well, this is a team pick, so it's going to be seven and eight. Okay. War Raiders. Okay, so that is... Hold on, let me go down to the team here. Eric and Ivar. Yep. Fucking stupid names. Hanson and Roe. Hell, <laughs> 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 I'll never let that go, God damn it! That was stupid. <laughs> I am also picking... But yet, oh, what were you going to oh, say yeah. about them? I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, they're a fucking awesome tag team. Like, I like what they do in the ring. They're fun to watch. They always usually have a good match. Um, you, Like, you could imagine them and New Day having a match. Like, that hasn't happened yet, but I think that would be really cool. Hmm. So that's it. <laughs> I, I dig it. Uh... I'm picking a team, and there's a reason why I'm picking this team. It's going to be the Usos. Oh, oh snap! Jay. Uso Penitentiary on lockdown, brother. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a time where Roman Reigns is... Uh... Establishing his empire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much... Um... How Roman is, is, you know, Eric Rowan is beating him up. Everybody fucking hates Roman. And Roman decides to do some heel tactics where he starts winning and he starts climbing the, the, the ranking of the ladder. And then, you know, Roman's starting to do, like, these promos that are really, really heelish in a way. And he's in a title match. For either Universal or... Uh, well, it, since he's in my league, uh, it's going to be Universal. Uh, the only way he knows... I would, cha to... I would change that championship, by the way. Get a new belt. Yes, I agree. <laughs> he would use Jimmy and Jay uh, to do a distraction and pretty much form a stable where it has to do with Samoans. He's going to have a yeah. Samoan stable. And... Uh, manager is Rakishi. Oh, Rakishi. Yeah. As JR would call him, Rakishi! <laughs> <laughs> but they would just pretty much dominate Raw and just beat the shit out of people. You know, they kind of quasi-established them as a stable, and they called them, like, the bloodline, which was, like, kind of weird. Like, I get it, but, like, it's thought that was a weird name. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just think they were testing it out and people were just still pissed off at Roman anyway. And just never stick. Yeah. Nope. Alright, what's your NXT pick? Ooh, number two NXT pick is Pete Dunn. He's not part of that stable, right? The uh Yeah, he he's officially regular NXT now. Okay. Pete Dunn, wow. But like I, I we said we did say I thought we said like NXT UK could count too. Cool. <laughs> but um yeah, I picked Pete Dunn because I really like him. Uh, he does that British strong style stuff and like he wrestles very differently from a lot of people. But I also think he could work with anybody because of how his moveset is. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he does a lot of that hold kind of stuff and strikes and he's got a couple grapples, but like, it's a lot of that torture hold shit where he like bends your extremities and it looks incredibly painful. Uh, I really, I just really like him as a, as a wrestler and, uh, I think he could be good mid card heel or baby face. Like he's kind of like a badass baby face kind of guy right now. Sweet. Um, my NXT call up <laughs> Adam who's in the chat is like his finisher is the getter done. Get it? Get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I need a I need a male NXT person, and I think I'm gonna pick this person, uh, because I, I feel like I'm going for a cockiness. Like everybody's cocky in my roster. Uh, I'm gonna go with Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, that's bro. Yeah, bro, bro. bro. Are you are you? Uh, what the fuck is that? He's got like kind of a name for his his fans god it's like the stallions or some bullshit stallion battalion there it is yeah the re- the gimmick matt riddle is gonna have is he's gonna just fucking hate all legends he's gonna be the legend killer kind of just he just trolls the legends like how he trolled goldberg and how he every every legend that comes up he's gonna be in their face so he's technically gonna be the new legend killer I think they should just let him run his mouth however he wants because it seems to like get attention. Mm-hmm. So it's just like yeah, if he wants to run his mouth, chew his mouth off and shit. Like I guess roll with it. it apparently it pissed some people off, but whatever. <laughs> it pissed Goldberg off. I tell you that. Block him. He blocked him on Twitter. <laughs> All right. What's your number it's nine? Drew McIntyre. Ooh, the Scotland. This, no, he's not a Terminator. He's just fucking Drew McIntyre. He's just badass. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Drew McIntyre since I saw him come back at NXT. I was like, this guy is going to be fucking awesome when he gets on main roster. Like, I thought this time that like Vince will love him. and he'll He's somebody who would actually get pushed and actually deserve it. Because um, he worked hard and like he took it seriously and he just he grew up. He stopped looking like just kind of like a gangly kid. <laughs> now he's like he just looks fucking badass now. Hey, he looks all fucking pumped up and shit. Yeah, like he gained some some muscle. And he I don't know. He just aged enough to where he doesn't look old. But <laughs> I would this guy needs to be main event too. Uh, 
he could be babyface or heel because he was babyface in NXT and it was fine. And he can have good matches and man, he can he's strong as fuck. He can throw people across the ring and shit. I he's fun to watch. He definitely is. And when he was uh, in his early days, not his and not his fucking three man band shit. Uh, <laughs> his his IC title days was pretty good. Yeah, he was alright as like a mid-card heel back then. Fucking 3MB. 3MB! Um, I'm gonna pick this person to be a face, and just because he looks uh, cool when he does all his moves, and he's like the ooh and ah of the show. He, technically, he's my like cruiserweight. Uh, but he should be a mid-carder, in my opinion. Ricochet. Oh, fuck. I lost him, too. <laughs> I think he's a good... If... The U.S. title's on Raw, right? And IC's on SmackDown? That is correct. Yeah, I think he would be a great U.S. title holder. Um, and he's always going to have the Uanas of the crowd, so that's the reason why I picked him. Good pick. Number 10 for Zach. Charlotte Flair. Woo! Woo. And, I mean, I really don't think I need to explain that. <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta have somebody for Becky to fight. And then uh, the similar logic applies to her, pretty much. Where the fuck is she? Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm looking at the live... Uh, roster list here, and it doesn't have Charlotte Flair on the list. What the hell? That's yeah, probably just a goof. <laughs> they fired her. She's fired. Alright, so Charlotte Flair. Woo! Alright. I feel like I have to add a woman now. Oh, um, so we're raising women up. We're, we're pushing them. Hmm. I think I need a boss here, so I'm going to pick Sasha Banks. I'm shocked, just considering how you talked about her last week, or last, last two weeks ago. Well, she's going to fucking climb the ladder. She's going to take okay. it from all the way from the kitchen to all the way to the voting booth. Okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to like push her as like, a, I, I fucked up, I'm going to work my way back up thing. Yeah, she's not going to be the boss anymore. She's going to be a fucking low-level worker. And then she's going to become the boss. Is she a heel or baby face? Uh, I'm going to push her as a face, and then at some point, she's going to turn heel. I think you could do that. It's like redemption thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give up my other draft picks, but I need another player in there in order to for that to happen and it's not gonna be what? fucking bailey i'll tell you that you don't like bailey do you fuck bailey fuck wow me. you talked about turning her heel and shit that one time <laughs> yeah well they're never gonna turn her heel and she's never gonna do it because she wants to hug, fucking hug people well but, you could have picked bailey and said i'm gonna turn her heel and i'm gonna use my heel thing that is true i could because <laughs> we're, we're not doing this within the constraints of what they're doing it's like what we want to do mm-hmm so, but 
what color would her hair be? That's the question. Because you got to change her. Her character has changed again. Uh, yellow. Yellow? Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I feel like it'd just be too fucking loud. Oh, <laughs> she needs to be loud. She needs to be noticed. And then when she's uh, too noticeable, fucking brown. Just regular hair. <laughs> okay. Number 11 for you. Kevin Owens. Heal or face? <laughs> um, face. Because he's on. They 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 fucked this up a little bit with the Shane thing, but like I, I wouldn't. Uh, that's over now. But like I push him his face right now because people just like him too much right now. Mm-hmm. And uh. He can be like the sort of anti-establishment, or I should say, unorthodox baby face. And uh, I don't know. He'd be good to maybe fight Daniel Bryan in a title match, or Bobby Roode can fight Kevin Owens. That'd be a good match. Drew McIntyre. See, I got this. I got this planned out. <laughs> All right, number eleven is going to be. And it's going to be... Shawn Michaels! No, I'm just <laughs> Zelina Vega. What? It's so, another shocking pick. So what's going to happen is... Uh, Andromus... Uh, I forget how you say his fucking name. He's uh, just Andrade now. Andrade. Uh, he's going to be losing a lot. Well, wow. Well, I'm just going to say he lost a lot and he's going to blame it on Zelina Vega. And there's they're going to hint that uh, Andrade is going to like slap her or punch her and then Sasha Banks comes out to help her. And oh. they're going to be buddies buddies and they're going to be teaming up for a little bit uh, for the uh, Women's Tag Team Championship. And then at some point... <laughs> Sasha and Zelina Vega are going to start losing, and then Sasha's going to turn heel down the road at some point. <laughs> well, you did a little planning there, too. You included the Women's Tag Team Championship. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I haven't even done that, just because I don't, I don't know. They, just, uh, they don't have enough teams. Either that or who gives a shit about the tag team titles, because nobody, even WWE doesn't care. <clears throat> Women's wrestling is like, okay, like I said this before, I think, like I don't remember, I don't know if we did the show yet, but we might have just been talking way before that. Mm-hmm. I think I said like, I think they have enough women to where they could put another title in the mix now, but I don't think women's wrestling is far enough along yet to have tag team titles because they just don't have enough people that went in and be like, hey, let's be a tag team together. You know, like if Sasha Bailey, it works just cause I guess. I think what <laughs> you need to have is, uh, even with like, no, not that. The, uh, I think that the women's tag team titles should be interbrand matches like with NXT SmackDown and raw so that you could have that huge, uh, division of women. Well, they did that and it is, it's just that, they don't do it that much for some reason. Well, fuck you, Vince. 
That's what I said. <laughs> they, they've never been to NXT to defend it. And they, they said they could, or they would. And that hasn't happened yet. <sighs> what is your number 12? <laughs> That's all I'll do is I'll sigh really loud. Well, my number 12 is going to be a number 12 and a 13 because it's a team. Okay, what's your team? AOP. Oh, that's Razor. To- I said Tokar. I was thinking of fucking Ninja Turtles. Akam and Razor. Occam's Razor, you get it? <laughs> but uh, I was like AOP, like I said earlier, and they could be a good heel team. And you, man, you could have AOP against War Raiders and destroy the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, or AOP and New Day, which I don't think has ever happened. So, you know, you got some good matches in there. And I, I just think AOP never got pushed like how they should have. I agree. Very underutilized. After Paul Aaron didn't want to, like, uh, travel. So that kind of fucked him, too. Yeah, I guess I don't blame him. He's old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... So I'm going to dip into the 205 uh, roster, by the way. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to pick up Drew Gulak. Oh, snap. And I think for the first time ever, he's going to be a face. Uh, He's going to be praising people that uh, they're doing a good job. He's going to act like a little politician a little bit. And then at some point down the road, he's going to go back to his old ways. And then he's going to start screwing with people. And then saying that, you know, this is a no-fly zone. Because I thought that was hilarious. Oh, so you're trying to bring back his no-fly zone gimmick? Yeah. That was honestly great. Like, it really was pretty entertaining. Yeah, he's going to be more of a... I I hate to say it, like, it's not comedy, but it's... He's going to be a little on the funny side of things. Like, they should have made him more of an asshole about it. That was, like, the only thing I felt like they didn't do right. Because, mm-hmm. like, his his whole thing before was, like, I'm just a technical ground-based wrestler. I am a cruiserweight. Uh, and he didn't really have a personality. But when they gave him that, that goofy no-fly zone gimmick, it made it clear he could talk. Which is, I, I would have never guessed that. And, uh... I just feel like the only mistake they made was it's like he wasn't enough of a heel asshole <laughs> about the no fly zone shit. Like he doesn't have to be so corny about oh, the no fly, blah, blah, blah. Just make him a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, he wasn't enough of a dick for me. Um... You got 13 now. Oh yeah, I'm at 13 before we do our uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 13, Joaquin number 13. I thought you were going to say Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick Buddy Murphy. Oh, fuck. I think he needs to work on his promos a little better, but he's a fucking amazing wrestler. 
he's a decent talker. I don't think you could get him to like go out and cut a promo thing or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he could use a little bit more work in that department. Yeah, but I I, I think with my brand is uh, you're gonna have a lot of uh, a lot of flips, <laughs> a lot of. Uh... A lot of action going on with you know ricochet aj styles fucking uh buddy murphy uh i guess also jay and jimmy uso they're kind of high flyers too you like a lot of that flippy floppy shit yeah but they do the flippy floppy shit right <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> honestly though i'm looking at all of my picks and it seems more like more ground based mm-hmm like uh you know like there's a okay like daniel bryan no not really anymore but like uh kofi kind of flies sometimes so does xavier uh man fucking hansen does some crazy shit for a guy that size Mm -hmm. and charlotte does the moonsault she does the crazy corkscrew moonsault kevin owens does the bullfrog splash and a swanton that's kind of it though Tommaso is a is a ground based wrestler, and so is Pete Dunne. So it's just a lot of mat based stuff for me. Yeah, you're more technical. I'm more cruiser. Yeah. What's your NXT pick? Uh, 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 uh Rhea Ripley. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, like, uh, I was. I remember when I watched the first May Young Classic. She came on there, and I'm like, okay, and that was kind of like it. Mm-hmm. And then when she was on the second one, and she like had her first match and did that promo thing, I'm like, holy shit, that's the same girl. <laughs> <laughs> like she like totally changed. She like found a personality and like works totally different now. <laughs> and I thought she was like badass because she's like she's kind of big, and uh, I, she might be taller than Charlotte. Maybe I don't know. I haven't seen the two of them stand next to each other. But she's bu- she's buffer than her, I think for sure. So that's like somebody who's like kind of bigger than a lot of the girls. She can do more power shit, and already she's like really good. Something about those Australians and those those British people—they start wrestling at a young age where it's like, it, are there child labor laws? Like, what is this? I don't understand because wrestling's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this legal? I, <laughs> but, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Apparently, everybody in, from England and Australia start wrestling in their middle, early teenage years. Even Japanese, too. Yeah, they do that, too. But, like, I think she's good. She can be heel or badass baby face, and she has a personality, and you could help build the division around her. And she's young, too. She's really young. She's, like, 22 or something. Because mm-hmm. Paige did it when she was, like, 16 or something. I think Rhea Ripley's a better wrestler than her already. Yeah, Paige is really... Uh, she she caught a good wave, but in my opinion, I didn't really like her. Like, as soon as Charlotte and Becky, so the four... I mean, yeah, you don't like Bailey apparently, but like already, I feel like they outclassed her when they were in NXT. Well, let me, let me put it this way. The only reason I don't like Bailey, I loved her in NXT. Yeah. But when she came to the main roster, it just didn't feel right at all. I, I it feels like a watered down Bailey, and that sounds weird saying that. 
I feel like they just didn't get it. They don't they don't understand what her appeal was, mm-hmm. which is stupid because it's just so fucking on the nose. It's gonna sound weird too, but to me, it kind of feels like. And don't even like try to compare what I'm about to compare, even though I'm I am comparing. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> uh, the attire, I'm just based off of the attire and how now she does the elbow drop thing. Mm-hmm. She has like a Macho Man Randy Savage kind of appeal to it, a little bit. Not because of like you know freak out yeah and all that stuff. It's more of like the tassels and everything. And being a fan favorite and doing the elbow drop. But I wouldn't, like, say they are the same, if that makes any sense. No, I get it. She's kind of macho man influence. She She's probably a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think I get what you're saying, yeah. That was kind of weird of me saying that. Um, <laughs> my NXT pick. Can I do how, like, we do tag team where... You know, 12 and 13. Can I do NXT and NXT for a tag team? Yeah, that's fine. I'm picking British Strong Style, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Oh, they're not known as Mustache Mountain anymore? No, they're called British Strong Style. Mustache Mountain was so much, it was a way better tag team name. Mm-hmm. And they're, <laughs> they're very uh, technical, so they're a ground-based team, I think. Those guys are awesome. And they had, like, an awesome match with, like, Undisputed Era last year. That yeah. was, like, it was, that guy Trent Seven, he sold his fucking ass off. And, like, they were doing this thing where it's, like, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and I think it was Roderick Strong, they were working his leg over or something. And they were talking about how Trent Seven had, like, a history of knee injuries, and he's wear, clearly wearing a knee brace and shit. Hold on a second. And, Adam, okay. Adam says the McIntyre, question mark. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. Or did, did I write the McIntyre? The McIntyre. That's that's what you would call him. <laughs> no. no, I wrote. But, I know. I wrote Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not looking at the doc. You are. Well, I'm not, um, I have it on the stream. Uh, this is kind of me brainstorming out loud. Uh, maybe I don't know yet. I might just do it on WWE 2K19, but I might put our picks into a universe mode and have it just, like, simulate. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'll try to finish this real quick. They were working Trent's knee over, and, man, I haven't seen anybody sell that believably in a long time. Like, I legitimately felt sorry for him, and, like, I really thought he was, like, fucking hurt. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't be afraid to admit that he, he like he had me going. It was good. Ah. Yeah, I I believed it a little bit, kind of, because I was being a mark. I bought in, man. He was just he he. You know, at the end of the day, that's what you want to do. You watch this shit because you want to like you know get lost in it, not you don't sit there and watch a movie and fucking just that's bullshit. This is bullshit. Unless we're watching Resident Evil, I guess. <laughs> Fucking Resident Evil. Um, number fourteen for you, Sami Zayn. Heel or face? Face. Gotta be. He can be heel, but man, they totally missed the bus when face Sami Zayn. They just didn't get it. It they got it in NXT. Like they were using him correctly there. Mm-hmm. 
the, the, he's he sells like Ricky Steamboat shit, where it makes me like like I don't know, man. Like I think he might actually be fucking hurt. And he did he do that consistently. And he's a better promo now ever since he stopped being the generico. Like apparently he can talk to who who would have guessed, you know. <laughs> and I don't know, he's just a good opportunity for a having an upper mid card main event, maybe sometimes babyface guy. Sami Zayn and Bobby Roode, brother. Think about it. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Uh, my number 14 pick is going to be Shinsuke Nakamura. Wow, we, we just split him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I uh, am going to do a face with Nakamura because he was way better uh, face than a heel. But eventually I want to make him a heel the right way. But just, I don't think he... I want him to have the intro where everybody's like da 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 da. His old music, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that I don't understand why they did that because Vince hates when people want to fucking organically chant shit. I forgot. Mm-hmm. That's part of what got him over. But is he... also, I do want to say that I, I do want to say this real quick. I did like when he kept hitting AJ Styles in the balls. <laughs> It was just, he kept doing it, and it seemed like he enjoyed it so much that he made it funny. <laughs> oh, there's, there's an update on what Adam was talking about. He, he, he was talking when I was uh, talking about Bailey about her attire. Uh, and then he said the McIntyre. He was trying to make a punny joke. <laughs> oh, he was punning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number 15 for you, sir. Oh, boy. Mickey James. Ooh. Why? <laughs> why? You don't like Mickey James? I think she's past her prime. I don't think so. I think she can still go. It's just you wouldn't guess it by the way they book her. I guess so. Um and the way she she's not that... her fat like every week. When were they were they calling her fat again? Uh, I think Alexa Bliss was doing when she was like the the bully or something like. Oh yeah, that's old. I think people already fucking forgot about that. She's not fat. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's fucking ridiculous. But like, uh, I have clear reasons for this pick. She's a veteran women's wrestler more so than anybody else at this point. And she's I don't know how much longer she's gonna go. I think she wants to just go be mom soon. So get the most out of her that you can, and God damn it, use her in main events because she can do that shit. <laughs> she can be main event heel. She can be main event babyface because everybody respects her. Respect. She cut promo. She she she's a good talker. She's got that milf appeal. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. She still looks good. So, yeah. I don't know. I like her. I've been really disappointed with how they've used her ever since they she was in NXT for a minute, and that was cool. I have a feeling, like, Vince, they, Vince banged her, and he, she was like, no, we can't do this anymore. He's like, fuck you, fat. <laughs> but, no, I, I like, they kind of used her correctly for a little bit. Like, she was feuding with Alexa Bliss, and I, I remember the moment where it's like she lost her, her overness in a way. They had a TV match on Raw, and then, like, the match ended like this. Like, I think she was coming off the ropes at Alexa, and then she just punched her in the face. 
And then she went down. She did one of those Mickey James oversells where it looks like she just lost consciousness and went limp, <laughs> which I always thought was like really good. And then Alexa Pender beat her. And I'm like, she beat her with a punch. <laughs> what the fuck is this? And then like, after that, she was just done. It's, uh, um, my number 15 is going to be a, a person that is not utilized at all on TV in real Boy. life. Samoa Joe. The fuck. There went one of my backup picks. Yeah, the reason why I picked him because he's a great wrestler, great on the mic, and he's always, always should be a heel. Yes. Never should be faced. I heard, I heard he had a thumb injury. That's why he's been missing. What, he stick it up his ass because he was doing nothing in the back uh, on oh, TV. F- oh fuck! And he sprained it in catering. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, went, he went to go grab fucking potatoes and fucking his at his thumb was so far up his ass that he bent it. Oh! <laughs> He's out. He's out, brother. He's out for three months. And then that ring announcer, Samoa Joe. <laughs> How he says things is weird. Um, so you no- got Samoa Joe to beat up all your flippy guys. I get it. Yep. <laughs> Fuck him. Number 16 for you, sir. Alistair Black. You picked one of mine. Haha, I got you back finally. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I don't understand what the fuck. I, I knew this was going to happen when they called him up. They weren't going to know what the fuck to do with him because he's weird. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Alistair Black in real life is a weird person. He's just like, I could see how somebody could glance at him at first glance and then be like, what the fuck is that guy's deal? You know, because he looks weird. And I don't know, like, I remember the first time I had somebody else who didn't really watch wrestling, watch it with me. We were watching an NXT show one time and they were like, is he a bad guy because of his entrance and how he looks and everything? Mm hmm. And I'm like, no, he's not. I mean, I understand why you think that is because there's like kind of this weird occult thing and he comes, he like rises up from the fucking shadows on like a weird coffin. (laughs) His name's Alistair. (laughs) How is your name Alistair? You're not fucking evil. But fuck Vince for ruining his entrance. I hate him. I hate Vince. I mean, he, he ruined Alistair Black period because he, He's in a room and he talks about how nobody will knock on my door and shit. This is fucking stupid. (laughs) Alistair Black just needs to be fucking badass. He just needs to go out there and fucking have awesome matches and kick people in the fucking face. You don't need to do anything. (laughs) I I agree. (laughs) Just have him kick people's asses. Yeah. Um, I think I need a little eye candy on my roster. So oh, gonna, fuck. So Eye candy. So I'm going to put Mandy Rose. Mm, that's an interesting pick. Uh, she could swing either way. I <laughs> get it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> she could be face or heel, in my opinion. Sure. So Wait, how would she be so, face? I want to hear your pitch for that. <laughs> face? Um... Uh, I put you on the spot now. <laughs> yeah, you did. Mandy Rose. Can it be like a tweener face kind of thing? 
where she does help people out, but like she's like pretty still and she she's gets, still conceited. Yeah, where she's like. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you don't become ugly when you're good. <laughs> um, but she would. She could be. She could be like Trish Stratus. To me, that would be like the quickest thing. Cause, okay, like this is how I see it. To me, she's still not that skilled as a wrestler yet. Like, I think she has potential to get better. In my opinion, I think they called her up too quickly. True. Uh, so you could do a thing like what they did with Trish, which was like, remember when she first started wrestling a bunch on TV? Mm-hmm. She wasn't really that good, but you could tell over time she kept getting better. So just do like this slow build thing. Like, she's just kind of like, you know, in the mid card. And she wins some, she loses some. And, you know, over time, maybe eventually people will get like, hey, she's getting better. And then like her. Just make her like Tyler Breeze. <laughs> if you want to go over the top with it, sure. And then people will just be like, that's just Tyler Breeze, but a chick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess how I would make her phase is like she, she's a team player. She uh, helps people out. Uh, but she like fucks, she's, she, she, uh, she's a swinger or not a swinger. She fucks the boss. That's what you were going to say. No, no, I don't want to do like a Vince McMahon <laughs> kind of thing. Um, she sleeps around with a lot of wrestlers. Like for example, oh. one of the Uso uh, brothers like is dating one of the black chicks. I forgot her name. Uh, Naomi. Naomi. Like you could do an, I think they already did an angle with Mandy, right? They did. It was it was actually like kind of funny. It was it was actually I thought it was kind of entertaining. But like I I like that shit where it's like they they did a she wanted to fuck with her, so she's like I'm gonna fuck with your husband thing. Mm-hmm. And then like they switched Usos, and he was like all about that shit because he was single. <laughs> like he was like, girl, let's go. Like actually made me laugh. Fuck like, it. It's actually kind of clever. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of going to do like a Mystic Man angle, but it's going to be with Triple H. What? That uh, Mandy Rose is going to sleep with Triple H. And then... But he has Stephanie. Listen, she, he's going <laughs> to. She's going to sleep with Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon's going to get angry, and there's going to be a Stephanie McMahon versus Mandy Rose WrestleMania. There's so much for him to lose from this. I know. <laughs> like honestly, I don't. I don't know. I feel like your brain would win out on that one. Do you think it should? But then be again, Sh- there's. Been... Do you think? Uh-huh. You think it should be Shane O'Mac? Yes. All right. So then, Mandy Rose sleeps with Shane O'Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for some reason, I was just like, I don't think Triple H is that dumb to fall for that. <laughs> I don't know why. Like... And I would have. Um, still have Stephanie versus Mandy, but for example, here's a here's a, the uh, feud because it's gonna suck because it's kind of gonna make it look Mandy like she's uh, a heel, but she's just beautiful and she and Shane is the one that's an idiot and cheating on everybody. I mean, not everybody, uh, cheating on his wife. Uh, but you would have an angle where the wife finds out somehow. <laughs> So does Shane seduce her? Yes. So Shane would be like, this would be kind of hard in the PG era because he would be like, I'm the boss. You need to sleep with me. 
<laughs> hey, they're supposed to have an edgier product, so here you go, brother. Yeah, so... <laughs> this is making me laugh just thinking about it. So Shane, like, seduces her, and, like, she doesn't care because she's single and she's ready to mingle. And... She's like, bruh, I like older men, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and then, like, the wife, the, wi <laughs> the wife finds out, and then, uh... Because the wife can't obviously be wrestling at WrestleMania, that'd be stupid. Uh, 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 Stephanie McMahon fills in for you know Shane's wife and loses. Yes, I think she would have. <laughs> I think it would be pretty funny if some. It in my mind it's funny, but it'd be stupid booking. But like the wife turns on Stephanie somehow and makes a into that. I wanted him. To, I wanted him to go away. Mm -hmm. I hate it when he comes home. Or some stupid shit Wait, like I'm, that. Because I'm sleeping with your husband. Da, da, da. <laughs> what? And then they look at each other, and he's like, "No, that's not true." <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually sleeping with your father. Well, that that's just believable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but that's my Mandy Rose story. What is your NXT pick? Uh ooh, yeah, I got one more. Mm -hmm. Tyler Breeze. Oh, you're bringing him back up. I'm bringing him back, and I'm going to use him fucking right. <laughs> face. The guy table. is uh uh face. Just just cause cause I think I think people know he's underutilized, and it'd be kind of hard right now to make him heal. Mm -hmm. People are just happy to see him usually, and uh, I don't know that he could be Intercontinental Champion. I, that that's like, yeah, <laughs> he could feud with. I don't know. He could have matches with Sami Zayn, maybe Drew McIntyre or something before he gets a main event push. <laughs> <laughs> something. I dig it. I dig it. Um, this is going to be kind of left field, but I kind of have uh, a future stable in mind. So I'm going to draft M Mike Kanellis. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to not make him a cuck at all. Another cuck. There's two cuck storylines going on right now on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's so, going on with that? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to have Mike Kanellis and... There's going to be, down the road, like a new evolution kind of stable, and it's going to be with uh, The Revival, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, EC3, and Mike Kanellis. Who's the veteran in this group? Uh, I guess it would have to be Mike Kanellis, because he's, he's a veteran, right? Yeah, but I don't know. He's just, like, not... Maybe I'll successful. Add, <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll add Samoa Joe in there. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So that's why I would bring him. Uh, right off the bat, when I draft him, Mike Kanellis is going to be a face. Uh, he's going to be a very vanilla type of face. There ain't going to be no gimmick. He's just going to wrestle. He he's. Uh, I'm gonna split Divorced. him up. Yeah, I'm gonna split him up with Maria Canales because that really made him too too much of a cuck. 
So before uh, it was kind of funny because it's like I'm I'm totally leeching off of her her fame, mm-hmm. and that's kind of funny, and that's kind of a mid card heel gimmick. <laughs> yeah, but that's... now he's just a cuck. I'm looking at my roster. Holy shit! Like I thought of all this stuff, but I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, it's weird, but like in a good way. Yeah. Ooh. Number seventeen for you, sir. Lashley, Lashley, <laughs> Lambkin. Oh, I was typing it too. Bobby Lashley. Oh, okay. No, I mean, like, I just wanted to do the the old Leo Rush Lashley thing. Is he still gonna be fucking Lana? No, because it's fucking stupid. Because I complain about this shit all the time with him. Like, why is Bobby Lashley always doing stupid shit? <laughs> Did you see the promo where he's like, Rusev? This looks like your lamp. I must be in your house. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he said something along that line. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then like Lana came out of Lana came out under the covers and like porn music started happening while, what the she, fuck? while she was taking off her clothes and into her lingerie. <laughs> wow. It's so stupid that made me laugh. Yeah, I hope Vince dies. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, but, oh no, Bobby Lashley would not be doing stupid shit. He would be yeah. fucking badass, and he would just whip ass, because mm-hmm. that's what he should be doing. He would I... just be that big, fucking powerful guy that just is is hard to beat. Main event, brother. Main event. Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, think about it. <laughs> and then Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley, think about that. Yeah, you know what I, you know what I think about? <clears throat> Somebody getting these hands because Braun Strowman's gonna be my number eighteen pick. Son of a bitch, lost him too. <laughs> I, I'm finally gonna make him better than the Big Show. <laughs> Stop. Stop the big show push. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess my thing would be. I I don't want to do the whole stupid like jobbers for each town and shit and make them look strong. I think he needs to. He's already legitimized that he could beat people up. So he needs to still beat the raw he needs to beat the actual roster in order he needs to climb the ranks i not don't destroy any stars he would have to destroy low mid carters and on the raw brand yeah and then when you do that the presumably the main event push because why would that guy be in undercard matches Mm -hmm. (laughs) just When you do the main event push, you can make, you have a built-in storyline about how Braun Strowman is a choke artist. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you can't win the big one. You can't win when it matters. It's like, I can't do Fuck you. <laughs> just... Now he's facing a fucking boxer like Big Show, like an idiot. Is he going to get punched in the nose and bleed again like well, him? Well, he's going to fucking lose. I mean, there's no way that Tyler... What's his name? Tyler Fury, whatever. It is. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Uh, fucking, I'm calling him Tyler Fury. Fuck Tyson. <laughs> Fury. There's, there's a good wrestler name, Tyler Fury. 
Because they're not going to make an actual boxer, like, lose in the fucking WrestleMania. He's going to win. Or so, or there's going to be, like, a screwy finish or something like that. No, they'll team up. They'll put aside their differences and whip some stupid heel team's ass, like, Rudolph or something. They're going to face Nicholas. They're going to beat the shit out of him. They're going to beat the shit out of Nicholas. <laughs> oh, God. Number 18 for you. Ray Mysterio. Really? Yes. Why? <clears throat> because I know you kind of don't really like Ray that much. Mm-hmm. Like, but I do. And hey, I admit it. There was a few times during the end of his previous WWE run where he was kind of phoning it in. But all the matches he's had lately have been different and good. Mm-hmm. Like within just within this run that he's had. And... I think it's just because I think he's planning on retiring. So, like, he's trying to have the best work of his career right now kind of thing. And uh, that's kind of my mindset. He's raised veteran. He's retiring. He's kind of, he can be a main event, upper mid-card guy, and help get guys over and have good matches. And he can watch his Ray son. Myster- he, huh? could, he could watch his son die in the ring, too. Yeah, he could watch Dominic get eaten by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Ray Mysterio, Tyler Breeze. <laughs> Come on. Ray Mysterio, Sami Zayn. Okay. Come on. Alright. <laughs> Ray Mysterio, Kevin Owens. <laughs> okay, 619 into a fucking frog splash. Okay. Pretty cool. I think it's cool. Yeah, are you ready for my number 19? Sure. I need I need another veteran. I need them to teach my roster how to wrestle because he's a veteran. I'm going to choose Eric Young. That's a good pick. And I'm going to finally use him on TV. What the fuck is... Why don't they use him? I don't understand. I, he must have like the easiest job. I think a lot of people in WWE have had an easy job. You know, collect 500000 and then do, like, a, t- a YouTube video about toys like Zack Ryder. Fuck. You, get, you know what you get to do? You get to get in the plane. You get to rent a car. You show up at the arena. You eat catering. You wait for three hours. And then you go to a hotel, and you do it the next day all over again. I just made $500,000 for the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. Maybe I need to, like, get thrown off the hell in the cell like mankind and get, like, a, a job or something. I don't think Mick Foley has a job. <laughs> he makes books. He hasn't written anything for a while. I think he's creating one, uh, he's releasing one soon. Oh, okay. He, he saved all of his money because he was a notorious cheapskate. Uh-huh. I don't know if, I don't know if you knew that about him or not. Yeah, I heard the Stone Cold stories. Goddamn, he'd always stay in, like, the shittiest hotels and everything. Mm-hmm. Smart man. <laughs> Smart man. For real, though. <laughs> now he has all the money so that he could get uh, his hot daughter some sexy clothes. <laughs> She's hot. Mm. Whatever happened to her? Like, I thought she was like, I'm gonna be a wrestler. Did she just fucking give up? I think so. I think, like, She's more uh, on like the diva side and not a wrestler side kind of thing. 
she had Becky Lynch give her a tutorial, and she's like, "This is hard. I can't do this." <laughs> oh well, maybe she needs to get thrown off of the Hell in a Cell to be like her daddy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you heard it here. Dubs wants to see women get thrown off of roofs. <laughs> thrown into the kitchen. Uh, number nineteen <laughs> for Zach. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. I fucking hate people who say Finn Balor, by the way. They can go to hell. It's, it's Balor. I'm being know. stupid. <laughs> um, Finn Balor is, I mean, I, I like him, obviously. And WWE doesn't know how to, they lost faith in him, I guess, because he had a shoulder injury at a bad time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just fucking stupid. But. Uh, he could be upper mid card made event. Personally, I think he needs like a repush, so he'd be like upper mid card for me. And you know, he could fight you know Finn Balor, Alistair Black. Think about it. Or you know, Finn Balor already fought Tyler Breeze, but whatever. Finn Balor and Sami Zayn—that's not really. I don't think that's happened somehow. Yeah. Dream matches, man. Yeah, you gotta think about this shit. Um, I think I need to end it uh, on a high note. You just have a jobber. Kurt Hawkins, you need a jobber. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> trying to think. I guess this is more of what... Adam says, yeah, The Rock versus Roseanne Barr. Uh, oh! Oh, shit. I didn't even think about this one. Even though we just fucking shit on him. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> wow. You're like, fuck Bray Wyatt. I'm done. You're like, no, I take it back. <laughs> oh, it was either that or burn it down. And I didn't want, no. I didn't want to burn it down. Nobody I, wants burn it down anymore. And I don't need I don't need Brock Lesnar because I have two big guys like Braun Strowman and EC3. So, uh, what I I guess I would still do the Fiend and the Fire uh, Firefly uh, Funhouse gimmick thing, but I, I'm tired of him just like attacking people and like putting a finger down a throat. I would have him do different things. I would have him. Uh, kidnap people like i would have <laughs> michael cole kidnapped and oh god like he would be drugged and on firefly funhouse and he's like why am i here and he's like he he gags him and tells him to shut up and play along and on his show <laughs> i'm sorry you remember that time on smack you remember like smackdown like 2003 or 2004 or some shit you remember heidenreich Yes. <laughs> you remember when he fucking abducted Michael Cole and, like, <laughs> raped him? I think. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I think that. That was so fucking weird. <laughs> Nobody brings that up anymore. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far, but I would, ha- I would have him do different things. It's so annoying to see the re- repetitiveness of, you know, him, like, fucking doing the mandible claw bullshit 
You're you're kind of right about that, yeah. Like I, I would just use him more sparingly because it seemed like they just were like, "Oh wow, this this Bray Wyatt guy is working, pal," and then they want to like use the fuck out of him all of a sudden, which is not the thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should be but no. He should be a once in a while on Raw and SmackDown, and he should always be popular. He should be treated like Yokozuna. And like a Andre the Giant kind of thing at pay per view. Yeah, like when he shows up, it's like big shit. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, you know. That's that's cool. Yep. What is your number twenty? Luke Harper. Really? Wow. We ended it on <clears throat> both uh, Wyatt family shit. Mm-hmm. And well, Luke Harper would basically he would. Uh, be well he could be maybe baby face but I think he'd be better served to be heel and he would just you know this is he'd just be mad because it's, it's just bullshit my career's not going the way I want it I've had enough and I'm starting to get old so I'm starting to not give a fuck anymore and he would just be like that crazy guy who just goes too far you know and attacking people and stuff mm-hmm. or just doing damage or whatever and he'd just be kind of like that loose cannon kind of guy. And it, that's a really big guy to be a loose cannon, so that's kind of scary. <laughs> nice. Uh, to kind of give it like a recap before we sign off and everything, and this is for people that are listening, uh, if you didn't sit through everything and you just want to know the list right away, uh, we have AJ Styles uh, for the Raw brand. AJ Styles, Roman Reigns. Alexa Bliss, Dash Wilder, uh, NXT pick, uh, call up Dakota Kai. Uh, number five is uh, Scott Dawson, then EC3, Jay and Jimmy Uso, uh, then NXT Matt Riddle, uh, then Ricochet, Sasha Banks, Zelina Vega, Drew Gulak, Trent Seven is the NXT, Buddy Murphy, Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe, Mandy Rose, uh, Tyler Bate, uh, Mike Kanellis, Braun Strowman, Eric Young, and then Bray Wyatt. Uh, SmackDown, do you want to read it all? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Becky Lynch, Daniel Bryan, The New Day, it's three, four, and five. Robert Roode, War Raiders, not Viking Raiders because it's bullshit. Drew McIntyre. Charlotte Flair, Kevin Owens, AOP, Sami Zayn, Mickey James, Aleister Black, Bobby Lashley, The Almighty, Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor, and Luke Harper. You're NXT. Oh, yeah. And then I had NXT call-ups, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, Rhea Ripley, and Tyler Breeze. Damn, this is a solid lineups. Yeah. And then I had backup picks in case... You stole somebody from me. What was your backup picks? I want to know. These are all the ones that are left. I had to use most of mine. <laughs> so, on main roster backup picks, I had Kyrie Sane, uh, Chad Gable, or Shorty G, <laughs> Cesaro, and Lacey Evans. Not bad, not bad. I didn't have any backups. I just had a long list of the whole roster, and I just chose. 
And then I had two, I had uh, three NXT backups just in case. And you, you picked Mustache Mountain, as I call him. Mm-hmm. And then Io Shirai. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, so I might do the whole WWE 2K19 or 2K20 if I do get that one and put this through a universe mode. I don't know yet, but. Uh... I think it'd be interesting to see what happens, and maybe we could do a a booking thing where me and you book matches and create like uh, storylines with it. So keep that list okay. handy. Keep that list handy with you. I'll keep it. Well, you know what sucks though is that uh, some of these people aren't going to be in the game necessarily. It's easy to create them and like download them. They could just download like Tommaso Ciampa, for example, isn't in. He wasn't in 2019, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he'll be in 20 or not. It's kind of pointing to no. Oh. That's something to do with like royalties or some shit about about that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're gonna end it because we're at two hours and almost 30 minutes. Did you have any last things you want to say? Uh. No, no, not really, because we covered everything, I think. Yeah, um, tomorrow is going to be both NXT and uh, AEW Dynamite. Or I should say today, since it's one eighteen a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's not tomorrow till I go to bed and wake back up. Okay, <laughs> what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, keep an eye out for wrestling on there, and then obviously SmackDown is on Friday. And then I, I don't know when, I think the next pay-per-view for AEW is full gear. And that's in November, early November. <clears throat> and I don't know the WWE pay-per-view, which is next. Survivor Series? Oh no, the Saudi thing I think is next. Oh, no, fuck. I don't, I don't even fucking care about that shit. Fuck the Saudis. Alright, I think, I think we're going to end it here. If you want to catch right. more of Getting Some Color or any other of podcasts like Big Trouble Little Podcasts or uh, the Nemesis Project, make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com. Uh, you're going to see all our podcasts there. You know, Comment on it and you know, give it a download. Give it a like. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just I just want to know you're there. I know you're downloading it. I just need to know that you're fucking there, okay? <laughs> Uh, That's right. But until next time, everybody, have a good night. And I don't know what, how, how should we sign it off? What, what do you think, Jack? Uh, oh, I don't know. Can't think of a good sign off. Um. Yeah. Fuck it. Bye. <laughs> fuck. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. There. <laughs> All right. Later. <laughs>